One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Live commentaries and podcasts. This is Rebel Yell from the WFC Supporters Association. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. It's a new season. It's a new league. It's the same old faces, same old voices, us three. Bleating on about Worthing FC again. Spencer, Pete, myself, James. Uh, welcome back to episode one of a new season, the 22-23 Vanarama National South. We can finally say Worthing FC are a member of it. Chaps, how's it feel to finally actually going to be able to watch some football in a new league soon? One of you. <laughs> You're so buzzing about it, clearly. I mean, Christ. <laughs> we're, 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 we're in summer mode, aren't we? Yeah. Still. No, I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to... Season starting, yeah. some competitive football, some new faces to be seen, some new grounds, some new moans, I'm sure, as the season goes on. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah, James yeah, will Pete's, find, yeah, I'm, yeah, sure, we go, yeah. I'm sure James will find a new ground that he absolutely hates and says, <laughs> I'm never coming back here again. So uh, yeah, all good. <laughs> yeah, Pete, Pete say, pointing at me on the screen moaning, yeah, because uh, he's going to have to put up with it on commentary sometime, aren't I? I'm going to be ranting about something sometime this season, aren't I? You're about to get Aggie about something at some uh, point. Aggie James, that's what my wife calls me anyway. So, you know, it's, uh, it's true true to form, mate. Um, obviously, Pete, we know, you know, personal things throughout the summer haven't been great for you. And, you know, we all send our condolences and love to you and your family. You know, everyone knows who Pete is. He's a bit like Stewie. He's become part of the furniture at Worthing. We know what's gone on. So sending our love to your family. But apart from that, how how how's the summer been for you, chaps? Yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't been too bad. It's It's been sort of nice to have the break from football because... Like I say, it's been a bit of a difficult time here, but yeah, the, the break come at the right time. At least it wasn't in sort of the middle of the season, really. Yeah, cause I can uh, imagine you just saying, oh, sod that, I'm still going football. <laughs> <laughs> well, he kind of did went, that anyway, didn't he, Spencer, with the, with the things going on? <laughs> yeah, it would have been quite awkward. The time seems to have flown by, to be fair, from from that last game of the season, the, uh, the final at Brighton, the... Seems to have flown. Yeah, 
But um, yeah, it's been good. So it's been a good break. I'm sure we've uh, we've all been watching and enjoying the uh, women's Euros. Well, yeah, we're going to come on. Yeah, to big that. shout out to the Lionesses. Well, for... it's finally come home, boys. It's come home. We said it last year. It nearly came home. And of course, women had to go and show us better. Do after us, us men over, didn't they? And had to go and show us how it's done properly. But we're recording the night after the England Lionesses won the Euros. I mean, what an amazing thing for this country. We're still getting the misogynistic tweets and stuff as you would do on Twitter and say it's not a comparison. But for me, it's an England team. It's a game, football. It, they've won it. Yeah, and they just played so well every game. You know, the the, the performances were brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Man, the goals they scored, I think they conceded two goals all tournament. And some of the goals were oh. outstanding, weren't they? You know, the, the back heel, the... the I mean, Ella Toon with that little chip over to score the first yeah. goal in the final. Like that's like yeah. that's no a worldy, no pressure at all. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we'll we'll get on as we always do. You know, big supporters of the, the women's team and promoting them, and you know, hopefully we can see some upturn in a, in attendances at, at the Worthing women's games. But yeah, I was going to say that obviously it's just, it's a good sort of starting point for us on this podcast tonight to link in with the Euros, the women's Euros finishing. We'll start with the women's team and yeah, we'll go and we'll hear from John in a minute and uh, then we've got a couple of new players uh, that we'll be speaking to. But do you think this is a time for maybe, I know they've talked about it before and I know money's there, but do you think it's a time for Worthing to consider really pushing forward for a women's academy for for like up and coming players? We've got a fantastic boys academy. You see how many players are going through the levels, going into our first team. Look at Jasper Pattenden, for example, I'm sure we'll talk about later on this podcast, going all the way through the ranks and up to professional football. Do you think it could be a thing that the club could look at if the money was right? I mean, if the men's success goes, because it surely, I, I think it'd be a perfect opportunity. I signed a young girl up to the Supporters Association last week and her mum was like, are there any girls, young groups that she could play with? And I was like, unfortunately not at the moment, but surely it'd be a good time to strike while the iron's hot. I think it's going to depend on, um, hopefully, as Spencer said, more people come through the gate at the women's games. Uh, obviously, I can imagine running an academy. There's, you know, there's cost involved and everything. Yeah. Um, and we know the club don't make fortunes. Um, and obviously, they've got other expenses and there's other improvements they need to do in the ground, etc. So it would, it would, it would come down, come down to the cost of it basically. So if more yeah. people come through the gates, and then the women are, are producing a, a, de- a decent income, then maybe it's something they could have a look at in the future. Yeah, you know, build building the women's team. I know, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of tie in with local sort of girls teams that that come along yeah. to the games and watch the games and act as mascots and cheerleaders and things. So, you know, I just think it's carrying on what we're doing and build building mm. on that, I think. Well, I mean, it, it'd just be a perfect. I'd love to see it. I mean, I would love to see it. And hopefully in the next few years, it might be something we see because I think we're at a real turning point. As I said, quite a lot have been seen in the news that like when USA won, I think it was World Cup 99, um, that literally turned them around and became a powerhouse of women's football. As you know, USA won the best women's team in the world. So could it be a turning point where we start seeing women's football take a lot seriously in this country? And I think it could be. Oh, definitely. You've seen the, you've seen the hype all day today and the news and everything just all... Women, women, women. So yeah, it's it's been really good. The way Pete says that, he sounds like he's like, he's been one of those misogynistic idiots on the internet. Women, <laughs> yeah. women, women, all day long. Been all women all day long. Oh, women bloody hell. I mean, it's awful, isn't it? To see those young pretty girls on the screen, Pete, isn't it? I mean, celebrating. I mean, it's awful. Um, anyway, so let's let's sort of move on. There, it's perfect time to link in with John Donahue, the women's manager. He sat down with myself and Gary earlier this week and spoke about the preseason and what to expect from this season. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. John, a new season. We're yep. back. Summer's over. 
how's the preparations going for the uh, current upcoming season? In terms of the players and what we've been able to do with them, it's, it's gone really well. Obviously, uh, managing the heat has been a factor. So the good thing is we've got a big squad. So when we've been able to play them in the games, we've been able to rotate a few players around. Uh, unfortunately, a little bit of a mishap this weekend where we've had the team drop out and we can't find another friendly. But we're going to train and then everyone will be celebrating the England win in the, there we in go. the afternoon, yeah, won't time they? To do that. Yeah. We'll move on to the Euros in a bit because it's yeah. quite important to touch on it. But um, you've had two pre-season matches so far, am I yep. correct? So you've had Southampton and Moneyfields, which you both beat 2-0. Mm -hmm. uh, happy with the performances? Yeah, I mean, they were more challenging opposition than we had uh, some of the games pre-season last mm. year uh, and we deliberately did that because we wanted to challenge the squad a lot more so what they did is they certainly last week with um, with Southampton they really challenged our shape and made our players have to think so yeah. that was really good really really pleased with that so obviously at the end of season last year we did touch on how there was a little bit of a disappointing end to it, but a very strong season in the top yeah. half of the table yeah. with a new squad and a new league. Um, six signings you made so far yeah. um, this, for this coming season. Is that all we're getting at the moment or you, maybe yeah. some more coming up? So we've got Rachel Palmer and Ellie Russell, you obviously hear later on in this podcast. Yeah. Um, Chloe Winchester, Neve Anderson, Hayley Bridge and Georgia Tibble, all yeah. very strong, like from some very strong clubs. Was it easy to convince them to come along to Worthing? Um, we, we were lucky enough to have some of the players who made the first contact. So that was encouraging that they were they were keen. Um, yes, we had to talk about what we were about, but they knew a lot, a lot of those things. Some of them I knew before anyway. Um, Kelly had a big influence in it as well. So for, for me, they knew about what we were doing. And as long as we explained it very well, I think they were sold quite quickly, to be honest. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I know you said in some of the interviews, like the, pro the project and, you know, what they got here, I've seen some of the girls is social media where they've shared their link. They said, can't wait to get started. What a great team yeah. to sign for. Is this season, are you looking to be in that top couple of spaces? Is that the goal for this season? Or is it sort of to build on last season where you did? I, I think last season, I think a lot of us didn't know what the level was like. Yeah. So it was more of a case of let's see where we stand in terms of the league and we probably in the end once we'd played the first round of games realized that you know where we finished mm. was a very good place to finish um I, I don't see the point this season now we've recruited players and we've got better not trying to win the league but of course everyone's trying to do that aren't they well, certainly when you think of the fulham's the Millwalls, i know enfield oh sorry Ebsfleet have come down and they're they're paying a few quid as well, yeah. so um, we're getting that challenge at the moment. Yeah, because I know, I know we said like last year it was good to get Ashford out of the league because obviously they they were the ones that Ashford, you know yeah. they, they were just time abiding, wasn't it, to, yeah. for them to get their promotion? But yeah. as you say, Ebbsfleet there. But Dartford away on the twenty first, yeah, good test to start off the season. It is. Well, they beat us both times in yeah. the league and in the cup last season. They were very very strong and quite direct, physically strong. So they've always been second or third for the past few seasons. Um, so they'll obviously try and get better themselves. Yeah. So hopefully we've got we've got better. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be another challenging game. In terms of last year's squad, how many of the girls have you had to say goodbye to or have left the club? Like, because it's quite hard to keep an eye on the actual squad. Like, you're probably the person that knows it in, in your head. Yeah. So um, obviously Hannah retired anyway, yeah. so that opened up a space. Amy Critchfield's going off to, to university. Yeah. Um. So there's a couple of players that obviously didn't play as much game time. So we've been able to talk to them and say, you know, you, you could be around the squad, but 
we wouldn't be able to offer you as much game time. Yeah. So they're looking elsewhere, but some want to try and dig in there and, and force themselves back into the, you know, we, we would say 16, but it's a little bit more yeah. um, with with Kelly still signing yeah, and, course, and yeah. some players coming back from injury. So Is Hannah going to be stepping up to the coaching level, would you say? Yeah, she's, she's become a member of the management team. She's Brilliant. not really interested in coaching. Yeah. She's a very intelligent person, understands Worthing supremely well. Yeah understands the game you know watches most of the men's games as well so yeah. it was important for us to have that commitment from her to be yeah. able to do that she's like part of part of the furniture here at the yeah games, very knowledgeable yeah, so. as well so that way so that helps yeah so we as we said touched on it at the beginning the women's euros obviously yep. as we record this now it will be going out next week so we like to think the women's will be the champions be of nice. europe it'll be nice how do you feel that impact has had on women's football in general? Someone that's always been around it, you like yourself, and like, you know, do you think it can only be anything but success for the future? Yeah, I think um, when you see something on the big stage, it really um, excites people who are watching it, and they they feel like they want to be part of it. So that's a tremendous thing. I mean, the soup, the women's super league has started to do that in a way, mm-hmm. in terms of getting some of the top players from out from the world coming to play. Um, so people are seeing those on a week-in-week basis. But I think um, a lot of those players were seen by supporters who are already there. Yeah. I think the Euros has in, engaged with a lot more supporters of sport, of football, that can actually see women's game, men's game. They can support both. So, you know, and young players will hopefully start practising at schools, in the playground and going out and having a kick about yeah. we can we can develop the the next set of players it will be good it would be really good i mean i know you said like your dreams for the club would be to have some sort of academy system which hopefully wouldn't be too far in the distance because mm. i think we're going to see a lot more young girls coming up to the games maybe the men's and the women's games it would be great to sort of nab them because you could be seeing some england players of the future well it's a big place isn't it worthing it's surrounded by you know you see lots of chimneys around don't you so yeah. there's, there's lots of people yeah um so, you know, there's got to be some young players out there who have got exceptional ability yeah. and hopefully they would be able to commit to their local team exactly, rather yeah. than driving miles. Yeah, it would be good as well when you see, especially at England, um, the England-Germany final sold out at Wembley. It was yeah. sold out before the tournament. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's obviously something there compared to what it was like years ago. Well, I'm sure you're looking forward to the new season anyway. Yeah. Do you think you'll sort of finish high up in the league? Yeah, I think we should finish higher than fourth what we finished last season. So that would be key for me to finish above that position but try to go for the league really do you do you think you're um how, how will you do at the next level do you think is it quite i think the next level is a challenge because i think that would then be dictated by what the club thinks because going up to the next level there's a lot more investment in players a lot more investment in transport backroom staff a lot more investment that needed in travel so that means there has to be more investment in terms of finances would they be happy with that? I think you make that decision when you when it comes to it, don't you? If you yeah. look like the team's going up and you know what you've got to do to do it, um, then hopefully they'll be keen for that to happen. Excellent. No, I guess it will be um, from the men's team doing so well as well because that's obviously the big earner for the club. It, it can't be anything but good for the women's team to progress them into the future. So I guess all you ladies and yourselves will be yeah. right behind the men's team this season. Well, the men's, men's team have been not only winning yeah but they've been winning by playing very well so it's an exciting game to come to if you see the men's game the, the, the players are 
good technicians as well as they've been successful in the football. Yeah. Obviously, it's a new new division, so you don't know. But I've seen some very experienced players coming into into the squad, yeah. so um, that always helps every squad in the or every team in the club if teams are being successful yeah. at the senior level. Hundred percent. Well. It's something we're looking forward to, John. Um, great to see six new faces around the club. We'll get to know them throughout the season. Yeah. And we'll be down and supporting you and Rebel Yell and the Supporters Association throughout the season. Good luck. Thank you. I look forward to our monthly catch-ups because uh, we do look forward to it and seeing the success. I'm sure Gina here will be asking you biscuit questions again very soon. So That's good. I don't I think it's them. changed since last week. No, I'll have to tell her a bit of food or another bit of food or something. Well, I was going to say to the ladies, what about, tell us an unusual fact about yourself. So why don't you start off with that then? To end unusual it unusual fact about yeah, myself. Yeah, or something different or, you know, something that people might not know. Just Ooh. PC. <laughs> Unusual fact. It's difficult. If if it has, if it is it uh, a sporting fact? Or... Can be whatever. I've left the box wide open. My birthday is on the same day as Prince Charles. There we go. <laughs> Royalty connection there. John, the Prince of Worthing. Here we go. <laughs> John, good luck for the season. Thank yeah, good you. Luck to you. Cheers. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Guys, statement from John Donoghue. I mean, that's a pretty good statement. But, you know, look what they finished last year. Fourth, I think it was. Finished fourth. And he says yeah. he wants he wants fourth and above. Fair play, you know. Yeah. With Ashford out the way, I'm sure, as like Spencer, you said, like Gina's like said before, like, you know, Ashford out the way. They're, they're a very good team with some of the signings they've made this season. Could we have a, a another celebration at the end of the year? And the Worthing women getting promoted, I think that's the way it goes up. Because they're step five now, I believe. I think they're step five in women's football. And the promotion up here would actually be in the FA Women's League Southeast, I think it was, if they get up there. So a massive goal to go for. But then it's the funding that, you know, that could be a stumbling block because, as we know, there's not loads of money around the club anyway for all sorts of things, even a men's team. But, like, as John says, it would be, like, coaches, it would be backroom staff. I think the women's game in the club would have to be taken even more seriously if they did. Yeah, but, you know, when we've spoken to the, the women's players, you know, last season for, for the podcast and... And at games and the like, you know, they 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 love the experience of playing at Worthing, you know, playing at the the actual ground as opposed to a training pitch somewhere like they do, you know, and having actual support, you know, although we haven't got the biggest support at the moment, the, the support we get is, is so much bigger than sort of any anyone else. So, you know, that's that's what we need to be selling and to move move the, the women's team forward. And I think this case of John as well, he's he's attracting um players to the club obviously with his pedigree in football um he's a good manager um uh, the girls like playing for him so yeah there's I've, I've watched him numerous occasions last season and yeah they play good attractive exciting football so no reason why they can't win the title well let's just run down some of the signings they've had there's like um i think it's six or seven signings they've had rachel palmer and ellie russell who we'll hear from very shortly on the podcast they both signed um from Crawley Wasps, which were obviously in our league competitive last season. And they've also played for Lewis, Chelsea, Brighton and Hove Albion, respectively. I mean, that's I think they're, they're pretty good signs. Yeah, they weren't in the Chelsea first team. They weren't, you know, but they played at that level. They've been around that setup. That's got to be good for the club. Yeah, and remember, John brought some players with him from Lewis as well when he when he first came. So, you know, the yeah. pedigree and the standard is, is, is there. Yeah, we got Chloe Winchester and Neve Anderson from Salt Dean. Uh, Hayley Bridge, who signed from Portsmouth, another sort of professional setup there. And we've got, uh, who played for Lewis before, and we've got Georgia Tibble, who's played for Hastings. Remember, Hastings, although they didn't get promoted, they do pay their players. So, you know, as as you'll hear from the interview shortly, the girls do say it's not all about the money. They want to play somewhere they want to play. And I think, as we know, Worthing's a great setup for any player, male or female. Yeah, 
Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yeah, good luck to them. Aim high. Aim high. We'd love to see another promotion. Imagine a double promotion, men into the National League and women's into the FA Step 4. Um, let's hear from Rachel and Ellie, who sat down with me and Gary in a week. And you could just tell their passion from the voice and how excited they are to get started. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Welcome to Woodside and Worthing Football Club. How have you found it so far? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, the girls have been really welcoming, um, which is always yeah. makes it makes the uh, transition a lot easier. Um, I know John and Kelly from previous clubs, so yeah. having a couple of familiar faces is always always better. Um, but no, the girls have been great. The setup looks great. Home ground looks great. So yeah, no, really yeah. pleased so far. Yeah, yeah, no. For me, again, I knew John from when I was at Brighton, and a few of the girls, which helps when you know what they're about. Um, but also. Worthing's a team that are on the map now um, and we've played them again being at previous clubs Crawley being a Sussex side and know what it's like down here what they want to go with with the future so it just drew us in really So what you said obviously you know John you know Kelly and everything like that you know some of the girls as well what drew you to Worthing like do you I mean for me and seeing it from like since John's taken over it does feel like a real club on the up and like the surprise it wasn't a surprise I think the quality of the team last season finishing in the top half there must be something in that that's drawn you to join us at Woodside. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where they finished in the league, the squad they've got, um, it's a great bunch of girls, really talented bunch of girls. Yeah. Um, having a chat with John and Kelly as well, just even things behind the scenes, like you've got the link with the men, like the men are training behind us right now, which is great. Um, the ambitions, like where they want to go. Promotion is like 100% on the cards, um, mm. which is what we want. Coming down from like a higher tier, we'd love to take worrying and be part of that journey going higher um and just co alongside with how it is with the men like there is that link and that relationship um which is a massive draw like a lot of clubs now sort of try and throw a little bit of money at you but it's not actually about that um, yeah. and that's not here at all and it just proves that that isn't what necessarily can draw someone in um and to get the right people in i think actually the money is irrelevant and it's what's around that yeah, I think that's really um, an interesting point you raised because it's one of those things that um, I think you've got to feel comfortable in your surroundings. And as you say, money isn't, you've got to feel nice with the surroundings in the team. So it must be a testament to John and the club that you've come here with, with maybe being possibly even throwing money around, stuff like that. Yeah, the biggest thing for us was the feel that you get from the club. Yeah. Um, you can chuck as much money at someone. At the end of the day, if you're not going to enjoy it there, you don't feel comfortable there, um, then there's no point. So it's like little things like they said about there's food after the game. And there's a husband and wife that come down and take yeah, their time out of their just day. Over there, yeah, oh, there you go. Mike and Ange, yeah. Yeah, and they put you dinner after a game on a Sunday. Turn up one of our first sessions, you've got volunteers cleaning the seats in the stands. You know, it's that sort of community feel and that link between the men and the women, which, yeah, it's a massive draw. Yeah, do you think, like, did like the men's promotion into the National League South, did that also help draw you to the club? Because you feel like you're maybe part of something that's, you know, it's a sleeping giant almost, because you think, like, with the women's club being invested in, like, you know, pushing up the leagues and the men's team going up into National South, plans to change the ground a little bit and stuff, it must be something as a footballer, it must be a real Yeah, like, thing. we follow men's as we do women, and it's definitely something we heard and saw about. Um, and the fact of the matter is, the more promotion and higher up we go, the better it helps the club. So, yeah, it's definitely a massive draw. But hopefully the women can keep pushing on as the men are. So. Yeah, no, we, we really like because, you know, it's such, such a great feeling. And, you know, towards the end of last season, you obviously weren't here at the time, but with the promotion with the men's and you know, how well the women's doing, it was a great feeling to be around. So you say, John said to us, Gary asked the question, 
what what you feel this season will be. And he said we're going for the top spot. Is that what you girls think? You know, is that what you really think you'd be gunning for this season yeah, and what yeah, your ambitions 100%. are? Seeing you know, we were just chatting to Kelly actually, and do you know what? They have got a headache. It's an unreal squad. Um and for them to try and pick a starting eleven, it's gonna be a challenge and it's a testament to everyone here that giving them a headache. Um I think the team that we've got we could compete for that. I do think that's a realistic ambition for us. And yeah. I think it's proven in our pre-season friendlies already. We've played two Tier 4 teams who are at different stages of their journey, one that have just been promoted and one that's an established team in that level. And we've beaten both teams. Um, and I just think it shows, actually, we are ready for that level. Yeah. Um, hopefully, the season goes well and we get the results we need, really. Are there any fixtures you're really looking forward to? Fulham. Fulham. Dartford. I've heard their... Well, we actually played them last season in a friendly. Um with Crawley and they're a decent outfit um, and yeah they're obviously going to be pushing I've seen Ebsfleet have signed a few players from Tier 3 as well um, yeah. so they're obviously got the ambition to push on so yeah I suppose those I three I think there'll be three or be four the teams that'll be yeah. going for it so. well you need to get revenge on Dartford because they beat us three times last season so yeah, yeah, yeah. so you start on the 21st <laughs> of uh, August with that yeah, looking forward to that game. first game yeah, yeah can't, can't wait, wait to be yeah. um, like you love pre-season and getting the like legs going, but there's nothing better than a league game. So, and it being Dartford as well is great because I think straight away you can make a statement in that first game. Yeah. So, yeah, no, looking forward to it. Carry uh, anything from you? Man. I just want to know you both got into football and who you start up with and um, what teams you first start, what teams you first started with, and how you progressed in your careers. There you go, first. All right, so um, I got into football probably about the ages, oh God, I must be about seven, eight years old. Um, and I actually joined Crawley Wasps to begin with. Um, and then when I was nine, I got picked up by Chelsea, um, made my way through the centre of excellence, left there when I was 21, moved on to Lewis, which is how I know John and Kelly. Um, John was my manager there and Kelly was my captain. From Lewis, went back to Crawley, done a full circle. Um, and now... Yeah, and for me, I started out when I was about six, I think. Um, and that was just a local side in Crawley um, that my dad coached a bit with. Uh, and then I went, got picked up by Chelsea and I was there till 15. Then went across to Brighton and spent, I think, six years there. And then I had a small stint at Portsmouth for about six months and then come across to Crawley. And then, yeah, now here. So... That's, that's been good. around a little bit but all sort of Sussex sort of sides um, other than Chelsea but at the time for us like now there's a lot more local female teams whereas yeah. back then there was a lot less so we were fortunate to be picked up by academies but had we stayed local we might not be or had the journey we have had just because there was no opportunity really was there so, no no, not like there is now well I think the opportunity is going to be more so especially if we win on Sunday I think there's going to be a lot more women coming into football, definitely. Um, probably, you could probably treble that, couldn't you? Yeah. Quadruple the amount of women in football. I mean, my wife's watching the football now on, on telly. She's never watched football on telly. She always comes here and watches worth it, but she's now watching it on telly because the women are doing well. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, th- I think that um, that'd be great for football. It's been massive, like, for all the spectators to to you know watch and um you, you've had seventy thousand odd people watching watching a game that must be like unbelievable it's, it's come so far in the last five years i think so yeah no it is massive really and it's 
fantastic. As you say, it's great for where it can put the young generation now because they all grow up and it's normal to see it on the telly. Like, I never, ever watched women's football when I was younger because it wasn't a thing. No. Um, like We've both been fortunate to actually play with some of the girls that are actually in, in the England squad now, but it just shows you how little those journeys come about from when we were younger compared to now. Like, it's just crazy, really. Yeah, I wish I was 20 years younger, to be honest, and start all <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you must, you must feel proud, though, because obviously you, you've been in the women's game since you might not have had as many opportunities that are hopefully just around the corner for a lot of young girls that are coming into wanting to play football, seeing it in that. I mean, forgetting England, I mean, Wembley sold out on Sunday. You know, when this goes out, hopefully we will be the European champions as England. But you see, like, Milton Keynes Stadium, they've never, I think they had 27,000. It wasn't even a host nation. It's the biggest ever semi-final for a Euro semi-final in the women's euro so i mean to have that must be a testament to like girls like yourselves that are like attracting and who will attract and continue to attract young footballers into the game yeah no it's unreal and you know what being at work hearing like every, i work at the gym and every member coming in talking about women's football you're hearing like lads in the gym having casual conversations about women's football and that's kind of that would have been unheard of a few years ago um so no it's fantastic and for the youngsters the opportunities are there um, and they absolutely love it. Like, L coaches some young girls and they absolutely love it. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing for them and it's amazing for everyone involved in women's football. Yeah, like I saw a tweet the other day, actually, and it was someone saying, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm seeing men go to the pub and watch women's football. And yeah. You, and I never thought I would see that day. And we are. So it is actually I really think on nice. Sunday, I think you'll see so many, I don't know if you girls live in Worthing area, but I'm sure you'll see, or even where you do live, there'll be pubs with the game that'll be yeah. full. Like, hopefully the women can do right what the men couldn't do last <laughs> yeah, summer no, you yeah know? absolutely but yeah it's just great to see and do you know what it, it's testament to those that go beyond to put the effort in and have done for the last how many years for women's football because that they are part of the reason it has got where it's got um and the people you don't always see um yeah. doing the bits they do behind the scene and it's nice to have people like ian wright promoting it as much as they are oh yeah and he is like he's great he's great for women character as well <laughs> because he shuts people down that yeah. Criticise and he also promotes it in the right way as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. Like even that little girl that's gone viral. Oh yeah, the um, singing oh, yeah, Sweet Caroline. Amazing. Yeah. yeah like, you do, she's just loving it. It's just what you want to see. So no, it's great, really. Yeah. So Euros. Hopefully we a win. Let's just end it up. Uh, Gina, normally who's one of the regular contributors to his podcast, normally asks. Last season it was the girls' favourite biscuit. Don't ask me. But this season, I think I'm going to say, name an interesting fact about yourself, because that's an open box. Like, you don't have to have food, because everyone was choosing the same biscuits in the end, Gary. So it's like, we need to have an open oh, box. Like, an interest, Yeah, an interesting fact, though. Let's do an interesting fact about yourself. Oh, God. Could be a while. I put you well on the spot, yeah, haven't I? I should have maybe messaged you earlier and say, right, think about this on your way to training. Yeah. To be fair, Kelly told me to include her in mine. So I always give her the end of my banana on a game day. Have done there some Lewis. So there there we go. Go. Is that a, is that a lucky thing though? Is that it's like super, a bit of I'm very superstitious? Keep yeah. doing it. So keep yeah, it, we've so won the last two perfect, pre-seasons. Yeah. So I'll keep going. There we go. Yeah, that's got to continue. Oh, no, I'm in. I don't know now. Go on, you dropped her in the deep end to start off the first. So you yeah, that'd be the last word. Stitch me up. There we go. Fact, you've got to help me out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think you're about to do another Yeah, I've had a few people message me saying. Is that you in the England shirt? But it's actually George Stanway. So there we go. Slightly interesting, not really. Doppelganger, then, yeah. Ask me in a month. I'll yeah, come back and do another Well, we'll keep you to that. Ladies, good luck for the season. We'll catch thank up you. throughout, and I uh, can't wait to see how the no, end result is. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much girls. for having us. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. So that was Rachel Palmer and Ellie Russell sat down, talked to me and Gary last week at Woodside. The season starts the 21st of August, chaps. 
They've got a couple more pre-season friendlies, I think, before uh, that date. They're away to Dartford, who beat them twice last season, so they want to get revenge on them. A great test to start. And then at home, it starts on the 28th of August to Dulwich Hamlet. So if you're listening to this and you're at a loose end on a Sunday, get down here, Pete, on the uh, mic, as he always is, playing his really good tunes and stuff on the tannoy, aren't you, Pete? You got a new playlist for this season? Uh, the women choose the music. I just do okay. what I'm told. Okay, so I can't blame I can't blame you. <laughs> I can't blame you anymore. Then can I? No, uh, not a, not at all. But you 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 enjoy doing it. It's another sort of side you see, and you occasionally do the commentary on it, don't you? So you know, he's a he's a man of many talents, multitasker. I think that's the first time you've ever complimented me, James. Probably. I mean, maybe this weather is getting to me being nice. <laughs> I'm getting confused, but on off air, maybe it's making me into a different person. Anyway, guys, go down and support the women's this season. We'll be down there when we can. We wish uh, luck to John and the team. We'll speak to some of the new players. As I said at the end of it, Gina's biscuit question is no more. It's now tell us an interesting fact about yourself. So they will tell us an interesting fact about ourselves because I think it got to a point with Gina's biscuit question that they're all choosing the same biscuits in the end, weren't they, Spence? Yeah, I, I think Jeremy Dodger come up quite a bit. Yeah, but they, I think the girls shouted in the background there, if you heard the interview, it was uh, it was a shortbread, they said. So uh, so that's, a, that's quite a strong choice of biscuit. Although I think if we could wrap up the biscuits, guys, we should say it ourselves. So, I mean, I think if I'm having a coffee, cut, chop the end of a Kit Kat off, break the finger off, chop each end and suck the coffee through that. Delicious. That's groundbreaking, I tell you. What about you? See, we'll, we'll just a cup of tea or coffee. I don't think you can beat just a plain hobnob. Yeah, fair, but, fair. Um, What, a chocolate one or just a plain just one? Just a plain hob, yeah. just a plain one. Um, and they're, they're strong, the old hobnobs, aren't they? Yeah. Like the old rich teas. As as P, as, yeah. as the Peter, the famous Peter K sketch. Yeah, right? yeah, the, he does. The, 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 the hobnob. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, Dunk I, me again. Dunk <laughs> me again. <laughs> yeah, but I, do like a, I do like a jam. I do like a jammy dodge or just a, yeah. Actually, right, this is going to be controversial. I like a chocolate digestive, but I prefer plain ones. I mean, it's not chocolate then, is it? No, as in <laughs> plain chocolate. chocolate. Plain dark, like just plain dark chocolate. Oh. Not milk chocolate. I guess with a cup of coffee, that might be quite nice because the bitterness of it. But, yeah, who knows? I mean, Spencer, as you know, as I like to say plenty of times when we're at a certain food festival, I'm keto, don't you know? So I can't have any of those biscuits. Did you know that, by the way? Did you? Well, I can't be keto anymore because the club has stopped serving Bud Light at the bar, so I have to have a carby beer now. It's not really acceptable, is it? Have words with you, club. Pete, you haven't answered the question. Who's, 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 no, who's drinking? Who's drinking a pint and worrying about carbs? To be, to be honest, to be honest, to be honest, the new bar manager did say Bud Light was one of the lowest sellers last season, so that's why they ditched it. Surprised me though, because as you said, Spencer, it's a drinking beer, isn't it? It's like a driving beer. Sorry. So yeah, a low, a driving beer. That's a great advert, isn't it? Isn't it <laughs> driving beer? <laughs> Spence came up with it. I mean, uh, it... drink, drink, drink responsibly, people. Drink responsibly. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to back to the biscuit. Uh, yeah, oh, not c- the football c- or anything. C- no, just biscuits. C- c- custard cream for well, me. Welcome to the biscuit podcast. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Pete, I thought um, your your tea or coffee was a pint of beer, so surely it'd be uh, pork scratchings or something or a bag of crisps. <laughs> in it. Your biscuit. <laughs> anyway, enough biscuit chat. We're going to bring Stu in now and talk to him about the youth team. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. As I said before the podcast, if he found out I recorded a podcast without him, he'd blank me for the next month. So I better get him on, <laughs> isn't that right, Stu? Yeah, no, obviously enjoy it, mate. Um, yeah, he yeah, loves it. He loves it. He, he was messaging me. Night, nothing, mate, so he was I'm messaging me it. earlier on, boys, and saying, oh, can we go on earlier? Because I'm bored. He loves yeah. it. Monday nights kill me down here, mate, to be quite honest with you. So I'm glad. What's a Monday night for you then at Worthing? Go and tell us. Uh, so we, we have soccer sixes on a Monday night uh, yeah. and it's 
four hours of me just really researching sessions for the youth teams, to be quite honest with you. Um, and after a while, that gets boring. So, yeah, pretty much what I've been doing all evening. Yeah. So, uh, first question, mate, it's um, been a bit of a tragic um, pre-season for you because Stu's house has been demolished at Woodside Road. What's going mm. on, mate? Where, where have you moved into now? Gusted, mate. Gusted. Um, I mean, the things, the I, stories those walls could tell when they got demolished. I don't. I, God only knows. Oh, mate. Yeah. But the there's, story. there's, there's the bench outside Hinch's office. <laughs> yeah, that is the bench. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so no, I'm in the old. What used to be the old, uh, I think, toilets back in the old days. So <laughs> they basically the said, "Shit, you're no good. You're in a bloody shitter for the toilet." There you go. Yeah, I know, mate. Honestly, I just get moved around to one hellhole to another. No, I'm joking. Um, so Mike and Andrew kindly um, don't mince your words, mate. Uh, Mike, Mike and Andrew kindly moved me to uh, where the floodlight Their spare room. Just yeah, just to the just behind the floodlight room, they've kitted out and um, boarded it all up, and it looks it's working really well. To be fair, they've they've done a great job. Um, and then I think moving forward, it's going to be re-kitted out again, but just for the start of this season, because uh, it's important that everything was organised because we're full up, fully into it now anyway. Yeah, that the start of the season Saturday, so it's important that um, I'm as organised as I can be, really, mate. To be honest. So what's the pre-season been for you, Stu? Obviously, we know we had the high of like everything like that. We had the high of winning the league as obviously involved in the men's team as well. What's it been for you as one of the youth setup coaches and, you know, part of the men's coaching team as well? Busy. Yeah, it's been very busy, mate. I've not really been away over pre-season. So I've been down doing sessions one-to-ones with a lot of the youth team players over pre-season. Um, more from my experience as well, but also to help them as, as much as I can. Um and then, uh, yeah, it's just I, I'm not a big fan of preseason. If I'm honest, um, it's it's I have to get about 50 kits ready ready every game and uh, get organised beyond belief. Um, but obviously, I understand the reasons behind it. And uh, but we've had a really good we've had a really good preseason. I feel um, team's been a really good place. Uh, and the new signings have been phenomenal. Um, big characters as well. Um, and good, good people to have about the club. What Hinge is really good at is is signing good people as well, rather than just good players. They're good people, and I think that's important when it comes to fitting into our dressing room, um, into our change room, and and keeping that morale group uh, morale good within the group. And so yeah, that's, it's been it's been really good, mate. And then obviously we've had the opportunity to blood some youngsters, which I've loved in terms of giving them experience and and seeing what they can do. Um, and then, yeah, we've into the youth team side of it. We've been back. I, I, I felt it was important. We've started really slow with the 16s for the last couple of seasons. Um, and I felt it was important to to get the boys back in early. Um, so we've been in about three, four weeks now, um, yeah. training initially. And then we've had two pre-season. No, we're not. We've had three pre-season games, two last weekend and one the weekend before that, which has been really good. Stand has been good. Um, played Brighton on Saturday at the training ground. And then we played Fairham on Sunday. Um, so I'm asking a lot for the boys, um, making sure they're fit as they possibly can be, um, because I know the league that we're going into inside out. I know how hard it's going to be. I know how fit we're going to need to be. And what I want to do is get to a point come the end of the season where I know I've done absolutely anything, everything I can personally, obviously the club I know well anyway, but personally, that I've done everything I can to give them the best opportunity to join the 18s next year. Um, and I think we're on the road for that. And I'm, I'm really excited. So you've obviously, you're starting a journey of a football career, hopefully for some of these youngsters and, you know, you're nurturing them into the Worthing squad. I mean, seeing like people like Evan Hurty score a goal, Joe Rye, Kyle O'Brien, Ollie Starkey all making like 
sort of inroads into the first team this preseason. It must be a really sort of, and then I guess you could even say, look at Jasper. He's, he, he came from Brighton. He came into our youth setup. He came into like, you know, the educational system and now he's playing for Wickham and he's going to be in that squad on play playing this year. What does it, what does it feel to you? Mate, just pride and just, I was so, um, so proud of Evan and, and Kevin uh, Gratwick, who, who made their debuts um, for the first team over the last few weeks. Um, both were part of my 16s or R16s. He was one of my 16s, got to stop doing that. Uh, R16s last year. Um, that's how much I, I want them to do well. I, 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 I take it really personally that if they don't do well, I feel like I've let them down. So um, they've they've come on and and, and been a, a revelation over preseason. And that's what preseason, even though I, I say I don't like preseason, what it does also do is give you the opportunity to play these youngsters. And, and to give them their moments. So, yeah, really, really proud of them. Joe Rice had a phenomenal preseason. I think for me, he's been one of the best players um, of the youngster, young third years that we've had. Um, him and Frankie, he's been he's been really good over preseason. So, yeah, mate, nothing but pride. And this is what this club's all about. And the problem we've got now is the gap between um, the youngsters and, and the first team is even bigger than it was last year. Um, so it's going to take even more to get them into the into the first team. But this is the whole ethos that Hinch represents and, and puts into the club and, and wants us to how he wants us to, to be as, as a club and I've bought into it massively and, and can't do enough to, to get to get the youngsters there as, as quick as we can really. Well last week we won the Isbian League Charity Shield against Horsham uh, with a majority of youth players really Stu. Uh, that must have been a great moment for you I know I mean you were the only one not smiling that picture though so you need to learn to smile mate you're a bit like mate, a sort I of don't like it when I smile no, I purposely don't smile in photos because I look like a goon. To be I'm quite sure honest. you don't. Anyone that knows me anyway knows I don't smile generally anyway. Uh, no, that's true, yeah. actually. Yeah, I'm quite a miserable bit to be caused. Um, no, mate, I've, honestly, just... Yeah, but you, again, don't, like, yeah, Lee, uh, you smile more than Gareth, though, don't you? <laughs> yeah, no, I do smell more than, I smell more than, I smell more than Gareth. I smell, smell more than Gareth. Well, I don't know. You, you spend more time with Gareth than I do, mate. I don't know how, close, <laughs> like, how close you get to him. But, yeah. what I meant to say. No, mate, as I say, just beyond, yeah, beyond proud of, of how how they've adapted and, and how they went on. I said to Evan and, and Kevin before they went on, I said, just go and enjoy it, do what you do um, and have no regrets when you come off the pitch. And they did exactly that. I mean, they're, they're both two real talented youngsters that if they keep going the way they are and keep level-headed and keep grounded and keep working hard for the 18s, there's no reason why they can't be first team and, and even beyond. And, and I think what we're, we're getting known for within the, within Sussex and within the football community is giving youngsters chances um, and there's no reason why we can't continue the trend of one player every year turning pro we've had that with Jasper Luca uh, Lucas Kosovan we've had that with Finn Stevens obviously David Adjiboy. like it's there's no reason why um, we can't continue that trend um, but we need to do everything we can um, as, as a club to support these youngsters and get them to where they would be and they're, they're in an unbelievable setup with unbelievable coaches and and people around them that want the best for them. So, yeah, I, I, I'm confident that will continue. So, any ones to look out for this season in your youth setup? Any sort of, I know, I know you love all your youth players, but any for us uh, fans to like keep an eye on ones you think might be touching around the fringe of the first team squad. Not in terms of the first team squad, but I think it's a big ask if I'm honest. Yeah, um, that's in fair. terms in terms of the 16s, definitely massive ask. Um, 18s wise, yeah, obviously you've got Evan, you've got um, Cavan, you've got uh, Joe Rye, Frankie Perry. Um, they're now third years, to be fair. So I think Joe Rye and Frankie will be involved around the first team, or at least dual signed, and then go out and get loans um, elsewhere. But no, mate, I think it, it, the the club we had a really good 
I seem to repeat myself every time I speak to you in terms of how how much yeah how, what I say to you about how much passion I have for the youth teams and, and what, yeah, what but it's infectious. Say. That's what we it's, like to hear. It's it's we had a very very good trial this year. We had a very good trial this year throughout all the age groups um, and chose really really good technical players. Um, and I'm very confident that all the age groups this year will have a, a, a really good successful season. Uh, and ultimately, what we're trying to do is is get as many as we can from. The eight sixteens into into the eighteens this year. That's that's the goal. Um, when on average we've 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 got between five to six every every season. We want to we want to get that closer to ten if we can, um, without having to go out and recruit them because we've got that that talent here. So it's it's coming along. It's coming along. It's a long old season, but it's definitely coming along. No, fantastic. I mean, a very successful season last year for our youth set up and the sort of pathway into the first team. And it's going to be exciting to see. What we can achieve this year. Um, Stu, it's been a pleasure to talk to you as usual. Um, before we wrap up, any sort of uh, you know, lots of new faces around the ground? You know, what's the change room like? When I was down the change room um, training at the uh, end of last week to do some uh, interviews, I saw they seem to sort of already, the new faces get that bond of the players. So is that what it's feeling all right in the change room? Is it a little bit weird not seeing some of the most familiar faces around? Um, no, not really, mate. I mean, it's just they've just bedded in like seamlessly really to be honest with it it's like they've always been there um, obviously Hinch has got experienced pros in there that have been there and done it and and like with Kane and Adam so they've just fitted in and, and part, of, part of the group Lewis is uh, coming out of his shell really really well and obviously quite a shy guy but what a player by the way he's going to be a phenomenon for us this season really exciting every time like, he gets the ball his feet I think something's going to happen um, so we, yeah again we've, we've just recruited really Really well with the blend of everybody else that was here last year, and um, yeah, obviously sad to see a few faces go. But um, yeah, I think we're in a we're in a very good place, mate. I'm just a bit nervous now. I'm getting to that point where like I was still kind of riding the wave of we've been promoted and been happy and and you know what I mean, and, and still celebrating it until probably about two days ago when it realised we're kicking the season off on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it's, now it's, it's, like, it's like the unknown as well, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's, exactly. It's really know what to expect. It's really nerve-wracking. Um, and yeah, I think I'll be, I, I think I'll be shaking on the bench come Saturday. I think yeah. I'll be, yeah, really nervous. But we're in a, we're in a phenomenal place. Um, yeah, in, in terms of like, it's set up and everything we've got here and, um, the players we've got, so I'm, I'm confident we have a good season. Third favourites is a bit, bit harsh. Um, no, it should be top favourites. Exactly. What the, what's going on there? Jesus. I, I think I don't like the expectation, mate. I think it's, I think it's just not right. Like we're we're grounded here. But at the end of the day, yeah. that survivals for me, survivals the aim. But why not? Why not? Why not aim high? Why not yeah. aim high? Um, and uh, yeah, go from there. We've got we've got to do that, mate. To the end of, at the end of the day, I think it's just got to be like you know the players go out and win, try and win. Do the best you can. And as I said, so we'll hear from Hinch in a little bit in the interview we've got on the podcast coming up. But he um he sort of said, like, you know, just go out there and win, you know, do what you do best. Yeah. Like there's no expectation. Yeah, surely you just go out and try to win every game. That's, yeah. that's what you do anyway. Exactly. I feel much the same as last season, really. I guess it's uh, every every game you just go out and try to win the game and see what, see how many points you get to at Christmas and then yeah, mm -hmm. push on from there, really. I, yeah. I know what Hinch is like, mate. He'll be he'll be he's a winner. He's just a born winner. Um, so anything that he'll, he'll just want 
yeah, you just want to win every single game that we go out yeah. to, to go out to play. Um, and yeah, you can see what he's like, even in friendlies. Like even losing friendlies, it's, it hurts him. It hurts him yeah. massively. He puts so, a pit, yeah, he puts wasn't. a fear into Pete because he has to go and interview yeah. him after. <laughs> hey, I don't envy you, by the way. I really yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> he was he wasn't happy Friday at Bognor, was he? Um, no, I think Friday was interesting. Well, wasn't it? I think we we're just really sloppy in possession Friday, um, and I don't know why that where that came from, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think we're just really sloppy in possession, but ultimately they, it's pre-season, so these get it out of the way now and start the season strong. That's yeah. what matters, really, to be honest. So. Well, Stu, by this time next week, the first game will be done. You can put your nerves to rest. Hopefully it's going to be a win against Dover. It'll be a win. And then you'll be ready to do that long-ass journey down to Weymouth on a Tuesday night. I mean, could they have picked the worst thing? I've booked the day off work. We're going to go down there early. I think a couple of mates are coming down. We'll go and get some lunch and, and go to the game in the evening. Stu's so. turning up pissed to the game. She's going to be on the session all day. <laughs> oh, mate. There'll be a few bus journeys for me this season, so I might have a few yeah. on the bus. But, yeah. oh, he's got the taste for beer again. Yeah, this is the perfect opportunity, <laughs> boys. We can get, maybe we should get it after a game and oh, he yeah. can uh, do some little secrets and stuff he can leak to us and everything like that. You'll never get a secret out of Ah, here we go. Here we go. Stu, we're excited for the season. Thank you for taking your time. We're looking forward to seeing what, well, the, what the youth is. And we'll, and, and we'll see you on Saturday for the opener. Look forward to it, boys. Keep up the good work. See you soon. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Take Jay. care. Bye, bye, bye. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Stu Evans, as per usual, great to chat to. He loves coming on the podcast. I mean, we should make him a regular host, really. But I think we I like his little uh, youth input, don't you guys? Yeah, he's almost a bit like our fourth wheel, isn't he? He turns out sort of like little crappy Robin Reliant into something more reliable. <laughs> what 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 a way to sort of just sell stew to the fans here, Spence. I mean, I'm, no, but it's it's great. And you can tell he's excited for the season, everything like that, as we all are. And, you know, it must be quite nervy as well because of the, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the unexpected. It's like for us, the unexpected, like some new ground, some new faces. We don't have a clue what it's going to be like. You know, at least the last couple of years, we've kind of expected what we're going to get out of the teams in the season. We did the same teams for three years. So. <laughs> That's <laughs> why it's so useful. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Well, at least day, get yeah. That's kind Hopes of why it's away. the unknown, isn't it? It's, you know, we've That's what makes it exciting. Of, of know, you know, we've had three seasons of knowing the teams, the players, where we're going, you know, as fans, we know the grounds, where we're going. It's all new. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting, isn't it? I mean, just for me, like just to visit some new grounds and some some really like good looking grounds and you know some places. I mean, I'm sure everyone wants to go and try the Hungerford Burger. I keep saying to uh, I keep saying to Barry, we need to uh, do a seaside burger at Worthing. I'm think, I'm saying, and you know, tweet us if you think I'm completely out of line here, but I think it should be a seaside burger. It should be a fillet, battered fillet of fish, mushy peas and chips in a bun. That'll be straight on footy scrans any day of the week and it would be delicious. Oh, don't turn your nose up. You'd love that. Lovely bit of seagull. Yeah, a little bit of seagull. Yeah, anything like that. But I think, I think, I think Dave Cockeraccio, Barry Hunter, if you're listening to this right now, if you do something like that, I'll take a commission, like just so we can support Rebel Yell over the course of the season. What should we say, guys? Like 20, 30% cut? A bit more? <laughs> We're coming up with Seaside Burger. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, see, this is this. I, I come up with an idea, and these guys just poo-poo it. Wait till I'm rich and famous for my seaside burger, guys. It's like James thinks he's just invented putting fish in a burger. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cocoraccio goes down McDonald's before a game and gets a hundred, uh, two hundred uh, filet fishes and puts it in the hot box at Worthing. There you go, sorted. I'll be sorted. Just put a few fries in it. Anyway, moving on. Make me hungry now. 
Let's speak to Adam Hinchwood. New league, new season. Let's see his views on the preseason and the new signings. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Adam, how was your summer? Firstly, oh yeah, lovely. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, a few holidays, bit of golf. Gone. Where did you go? Um, first one, I went to Scotland with yeah. a few of the boys and Jack Calm and played a bit of golfer. Three days in Carnoustie, which was unreal. Very nice. Then had a stag do in Magaluf, and then had a family that, holiday yeah. in Menorca. I think the family holiday in Menorca was a little bit less um, chaotic than the Magaluf no, stag do. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. No. What was it like finally, obviously, getting over that amazing season we had? Like, what was the sort of, how did you sort of handle it? Because it must, you still must have been on cloud nine at times when you thought, right, I need to concentrate for the next season. No, yeah, sounds. Um, silly really but you, your focus goes straight into next season pretty much mm. straight away um, as soon as that you know you lift the trophy and you know you have your awards and you know it was nice I didn't realise I was going to pick up an award at the uh, end of season thing which was nice to see so many um, worthing representatives there yeah. and, and get rewarded for our season um, but literally as soon as that's done um, took all the trophies home yeah, it's send them back to the club. Send them back, yeah. And then you, you're focusing then on next season, and um, yeah, pretty much straight away. As soon as the, the whistle goes, it sounds stupid, but you, you, your focus does go on to the next season, and yeah. you're speaking to players and, and trying to get them in, really. So, big story of the season for us as fans was um, Jasper leaving to go to Wickham. You must feel like a bit of a proud dad moment, sort of thing like that. We saw him the other night coming to a friendly with his uh, patterned and 31 shirt, which was great to see. Popped by the Sports Association. And he's coming back, obviously, next week. Well, this will be out by the time he's back. Hopefully, he hasn't run wings around us on that game. But what was it like? I mean, he must be a bit sweet, but he must be so proud that he's been sort of gone to a professional contract now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it gets to a certain stage where these lads are ready. And I think Jasper was definitely ready how he was performing towards the end of the season. And you can even tell it with like Ricky and Jasper in training. They was, if they're playing the small side of game and their team's losing, they would just go up a level and yeah. just bring their side back. And you know, Jasper and Ricky have both got to that level where they're ready to move on. And yeah. um, you just wish them all the best. And uh, yeah, like I say, it's 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 a really proud, especially with Jasper. I think Ricky was with us a long time, but Jasper had come through our whole sort of system from a sixteen-year-old who left school, come into our education program. Um, and he's the first one then to come through that and then get a, a pro deal. So, uh, yeah, really, really rewarding, but, you know, just delighted for Jasper. And I think he can go on and have a real big impact for them yeah. this season. We've already said it. I don't think it's just this season. I think you'll see him go far in the game because he's still young enough. Yeah. He's got the right attitude. I mean, you see his interviews. I think the Wickham fans are loving him already, like just the way he interviews and yeah. everything like that. And we saw it here at the club and how sort of engaging he was when he's talking to fans. So it must be proud to see. Um a couple of other departures. Yeah, obviously, um, Dejon Golding and Will Seager have left. Um, sort of, I guess it was one of those moments for you that you had to sort of work out what was the best fit for the new season. It must still have been a difficult decision to make. Yeah, it was. You know, this it's the worst part about being a being a being a manager is having those conversations. But all you try to be is, is honest with the players. I went up and spoke to Will and um, Dejon. Drove up, took the time out to to go and speak to him personally and just said that I don't think they'd get enough game time if they was to stay with us, but, you know, they're more than happy to stay and fight for their place over pre-season. Um, and there's both, you know, Amin and Arin, but then I think Cheston come in and, and offer them at this same level yeah. at the chance to play week in, week out. And, um, 
you know, they, they took it. Um, so you know, I wish them all the best as yeah. well. They're great servants, both of them. Yeah. Um, had real big impact in the season. They did, yeah. Um, so you know, I wish them all the best. Great kids, mm. and I think they could. Not looking forward to, to coming up against no, them. No, no, no. We were saying typically, I bet Dejan's going to score a hat trick or something. Yeah, and we'll be hopefully we'll be the four. Hopefully we'll be the four three winners. Yeah. But you know, Dejan can score a hat trick. Yeah, and, and we'll probably be the best player yeah. on the day. I think we yeah. see it a couple of times with Alfie Young when he came back. I thought he was excellent. Yeah, when he played against us. So point to prove almost. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, but you're going to get that, and I think um, you know the higher the club goes, there might be more of that that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you wish them all the best. Yeah. I don't never fall out with anyone. Of course. It's, Football, it's, yeah. it's one one manager's opinion, um, that's and that's what I'm. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah, as a manager, you just hope they're going to smash it in chess and, and like. Yeah, you know, that's it, definitely. And, yeah, definitely. So moving on, we've got some new signings. Um, from what I understand already, I know there's a load of trialists seen here tonight. There's still some trialists, and I know you're trying to tie some deals up for the end of the season. But we've uh, confirmed with Adam Elabd, Kane Wills, Jake Robinson, Callum Keeney's come permanently. Lewis White. Um, Charlie Towning and you had to choose the most confusing name in non-league yeah, like so let me say it's Nodobek Bobomatov yep is it Nods they call him Nodies. yeah Nods so I think yeah. we'd have to call him Nods or Pete's been calling him Bobo on the yeah. commentary so um, what do you see those guys bring into the squad for next season um, like the first couple that we've mentioned there in, in Jake and Adam is a bit of experience and a bit of know-how um, which I think is vital um, mm. for the level we're going to it's a real is a real step up um uh, real, real quality at this next level we're going to. It's a great test. Um, so we'll need that um, experience and that know-how that they bring. Um, yeah, Cal Keely, I just thought was been outstanding since he came back to us on, on loan, and you know to, to get him here permanently is is a is, is great for the club. Um, yeah, and, and I think the other boys like uh, Nods and, and Charlie show a lot of potential. Young players, um, but really feel they've got potential to to go on and, and do really well for the club. So I think we've got like a, a mixed bag there, um, but you know, still some real exciting players uh, to work with. Hundred percent. Any more signings you reckon before we're going to kick off against Dover? Do you think there could be a few more announced? Yeah, I think um, Dan Rowe uh, will come in. Um, he featured in the game, scored. Is that the guy that scored? Yeah. Oh yeah, he was very scored, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Good another young player with real potential and a bit of know-how at, at the level and um, centre-half Dan Bowery as well uh, who played over 20 games in the National League for Kingsling last year oh, wow. so just had a bit of competition um, so yeah um, them two would definitely sign and maybe even Sammy as well uh, Saturday Sammy McLeod blonde hair blonde hair yeah. that played um, again different type of midfield player six foot three put himself about and you know, very nice surprise for yeah. him to come in and do so well so I really feel that we've um, got a lot of options now in our squad yeah. well we did notice tonight Gary didn't we there's so many players on the pitch training tonight it's yeah. better than the most you've ever seen um, is there any news on Jesse Starkey it's the number one topic within the fans at the moment what's going on or is there anything you can tell us that can no, give the fans either hope or come back or? you're just sitting in training tonight yeah. train, train tonight it's his first session with us over the course of pre-season um, I mean, we, me and Gary were begging him we were yeah. sort of crying and crying saying please but you yeah. know. I, I think like he's very tied up with his work yeah. he's got to an age now where he wants to try and um move out and settle down with his girlfriend and, and buy a property and um, rightly so he feels like he needs to work to, in order to to get that and get that next sort of stage in his, his life um, so 
all, all we can do is, um, you know, he, he's a good enough player for us to save a sort of space for and have a bit of, um, make a sort of sacrifice that he's not going to be able to make every week at the moment. But I think gradually as it's going on for the course of the summer, he'll feature more and more and be more and more involved. And hopefully two months down the line, there'll still be an opportunity to... to so maybe sort of that. like a fringe player at the moment, sort of hoping maybe to get more regular as the season goes on. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it'll become a regular thing yeah. as the season goes on. I think he's already missing yeah. being in amongst yeah, that. Hopefully come back today, we'll... Yeah. Um, Ignite his fire again. Yeah, that's like it. That. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a case that he's lost that, but... Just, it's real life. Yeah, it's, it's real that, life. Yeah, like, semi-professional football. Exactly. That's what you got to do. Um, I mean, Gary, that will be that will please the away boys to feel he's uh, he's on the squad and stuff like that. Um, I've noticed a couple of the players this season, and we spoke to Marvin about this. He looks really sharp. Yeah, really good. I mean, he's, he seems to have improved over the last sort of three or four months, and even through the summer when when you expect players to kind of drop off a bit, and then they come back and they're not as like keen, and then. You do the pre-season bit, and they, but he's looked really good. No, I, I, honestly, I can't again speak highly enough of of the group of players that we've got in terms of how they go about training and stuff like that. I, I, we we're coming into a stage now where when we bring new players into train with us, we almost have to edge their way in gradually because if they go straight into training, they're not used to how sharp and how quick the tempo of training is. And, you know, that's full credit to the players. They, they, they bring that. They, it's not a case of me having to motivate them at all. They, that's just how they train. Um, and I think we've got Kane, we've got Jake, you know, come from big clubs and said that they've been shocked by how well these boys train and the, the tempo of training. Um, and like I say, it's, it's it's very much led by them. I can't speak highly enough of them, their professionalism and their attitude towards training. Um, and I think that's really sort of helped Marv kick on. And uh, yeah. I think also being around good players, good good professionals like Adam, like Kane, like Aaron, um, you know, has really, really helped these younger players. And, you know, I'm hoping to see more and more improvement. I think Joel Colbrand's been excellent in pre-season as well. He normally... A bit of a slow starter in the season, it takes him a while to get going, but he's, he's, for, yeah, it? That's <laughs> it. He's, he's, he's come back and looks really sharp as well. So, um, yeah, I can't speak highly enough of the squads, they've really worked hard in the off season and, and in pre season so far. I've noticed since obviously you signed, well, was it seven, six or seven already being announced, and obviously said a couple more tonight, and hopefully a couple more for the end of the season. It's almost like a completely new squad with some of the old favourites in. Have you been pleased how they bonded throughout the preseason? Are you quite impressed so far? Because seeing them tonight, they look like they're having those laughs that we're so used to seeing over the past couple of years when we come down to speak to you on a Thursday night. Yeah, no, I think it's um, like credit to. Jeez, oh, what goal that was! Um... <laughs> Women's training in the background. Sorry, yeah. scouting. Yeah, how real shot that was. That was, top... was like oh, sorry, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it is. Um... I, I, again, I go back to the group that we've got and their work ethic and how they go about their work. I think it makes it easy for anyone that's a little bit focused on the game to settle in and they'll take to them. Um, and, you know, that's down to your Joels, your Danny Barkers and uh, Marvs and, you know, Cal Keeleys and Miki, all these boys, how they train. Um, I think it makes it easy for anyone to settle into it. And you either go with that and go with that professionalism and that work ethic or you get left behind and um, 
that's why I'm really excited by like the likes of nods and that because I don't think he would have had that kind of exposure to training where he's he's got to be on it. And yeah, those demands. No, to really push his game to the next level. Um, same with like Lewis White as well. Like, what's a player he he, he could be for us? This I think year. so. Yeah. Um, we said to him when we interviewed him, like you know, when he tore us a new bumhole, basically yeah. when we played him on that January fixture at Carshall and we lost a frustrating game. And um, I said, I said to Gary, didn't I? I said, I think I said to him in a bar after. I said, you know what? He, if he signed for us, he could he could be great. No, uh, yeah, and he, he's he's coming to, to it as well. But like I say, I think it's yeah. it's the it's, it's the work ethic of those players that yeah. make it easy for anyone anyone with any sort of focus in the game to, to settle into the group. Yeah. So it's a new league, new season, highest club I've ever been at. What are you expect? What are you telling the squad? Obviously, last season it was like go out and win this thing, and you know, just keep going. Is it the same mentality? Just keep winning. Like, do do what you do best. Get on the pitch and see see what happens after. Like, how how do you prepare for it as a manager? And what do you say to them? No, it, like I say, it's completely new to me. Completely new to half the squads uh, and the club. It's completely new. Like, we've never been here before. But um, what we want to do first of all is be competitive in sort of every game we play. Um, that's going to be our first target. Um, but you look at the teams and the, the budgets and the, 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 the size of some of these clubs that we're coming up against now, and it is a vast improvement. you only got to look at like the first three fixtures. You've got Dover, Welling and Weymouth, all clubs that have there you go. been in the National League and got ambition to get into the National League, if not higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, the first and foremost is, I think, to finish above that dotted line. I know it's not what the fans want to hear, but I think there needs to be an element of realism in there as well, that we are new, we haven't got the budget that these clubs have got, we're not full-time like two or three of them are. Um, It's going to be very hard for us to, you know, firstly, we've just got to say that we've got a good squad, but it's an improvement on, on what we had, but... We need to compete in every game, and um, what what I think we have got low is is a group and a team um, that are used to winning games of football, and we want to try to carry on implementing that as best we can. But I think you look at some of the best success stories. You look at Leicester when they won the Premier League. I know it's a completely different kettle of fish, but they didn't have anywhere near the budget. Someone like City, United, like Chelsea have, but it was that team morale. And you know, if you can continue, I think obviously it starts from the top. Yeah. You could continue that. We could have a really good season. And you're probably laughing at the bookies putting us oh, in their favourites. Yeah. I mean, what did you think when that came out? You're just like, what the? Oh, yeah, Who's been I putting was, bets on? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, I think it's got to be a testament to what the group of players have done over yeah. the last three years. That's got to be what they based it on. Um, but, yeah, at the same time, maybe they've looked at one or two of the signings as yeah. well. Um, but, yeah, flipping it out. You take that any day. Yeah, you yeah, take yeah. the playoffs I, I in the first season. I don't season. know how they've, how they've come up with that. But. Well, I mean, the mentality from like players like Lewis White upstairs, like he's saying, like you know, he wants us to be in and around the playoffs. And I think if all the players have that mentality, then you can't lose at that, can you? You literally cannot like run out of like any faith in the squad if they've got that mentality. No, yeah, we've we've got to go and improve ourselves. Like we're a um, team that's got half the team that wouldn't have played at this level before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, listen. I, I think the way we play, um, I've got no qualms that we still cause some teams some problems. Yeah. Um, with with our certain brand that, that how we play, um, but you know the physicality of the game is going to be vastly important. And I think what you will notice if 
you make a mistake, your mistakes will get punished. Yeah, they will, 100%. Um, you're up against a better calibre of player. But it's where we all want to be. Where we want to be as a club, where I want to be as a manager, um, where the players want to be competing. Um, so we're just going to give it our all and just see where it takes us. I think Gary can agree that we can't wait to see it. We're opening for another Kent opener. You know, At least we're not going down to the Kent no, coast yeah. this time. They can come to us. But yeah, right. it's going to be a usual Kent opener for this beginning of the season. We look forward to seeing it. Obviously, we'll catch up for you throughout the season, Hinch. Good luck. Yep. We can't wait to see what you and boys can do. But I think we're all very excited, aren't we, Gary? And very nervous as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that would be the same. Yeah. Exactly so. Very excited, yeah. but nervous of the yeah. quality that we're going into. Hinch, good luck. Thanks, Cheers. Mate. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Open and nice, as per usual. Thanks again for taking your time. It's um, taking in one game at a time. That's what we've got to do, guys, haven't we? This is what's the exciting thing about the season. As we say, new season, new league, the expectations. We don't know what to expect, so we've got to take it carefully. Yeah. You know, you, like, you, know, you just got to go out try and try and win every game, see what happens. I honestly think if you can have a good home record, which, you know, past experience and just the atmosphere, the fans, the support and everything, you know, I think if we can get a good home record, that will see us a long, long way on its own without what we can pick up on the road. Especially especially in this league with uh, seven teams, it's uh, down to seven, isn't it, in playoffs? So, and you saw last season, some of the teams didn't have mountains and mountains of points and made it into the that playoff, those playoff places. So, you know, like you say, win, win your home games, draw your away games and you, you're up there, aren't you? Yeah, well, that's it. Let's look at the new signings, Japs. We've got Adam Elabd, some, you know, obviously strong defensive-minded player. He's um He's got experience in this league. He's got experience with being a professional footballer. You know, great, great for someone to have around the, the young setup and experience. Um, big, I'm going to look forward to seeing him play. Callum Keeley signed on the dotted line. We've kept him. Which is fantastic because you know how impressed we were from Callum last season. He was brilliant, and if he can do that this season, that hold-up play he does, um, it's going to be brilliant. Right? Tell me if I'm wrong here, because this is what's going to confuse me and Pete all over the season. No, Nodir Beck Babomodorov. No, Beck Oh, you've got, I've been practicing. Gone, it's gone, Spence. What is it? Baba Moradov. Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> Bobo. Yeah, Bobo. Uh, Nodir Beck, Bobo Murdov. Nodir Beck, Bobo Murdov. Bobo Murdov. Bobo Murdov. No, Nodir Beck, Bobo Murdov. Say that one. Bobo Say that one. Apologies if you're listening. I think the players call him Noddies, don't they? Or something like that. Nods. Or something like that. Nods. Nodir Beck, Bobo Murdov. Okay, that's it. Uh, get, it's one of I apologise. Give up, we give say up, James. We'll have to get him on the podcast next month, and he can say it. He can say it to us, and how he says it. But um, he probably won't talk to you again. <laughs> oh, shut up! You call him Bobo. Uh, <laughs> he scored a good goal in pre-season in the Ishmael Shield uh, charity shield. Charlie Towning signed on this week. Kane Wills has returned to the club. Jake Robinson scoring a hat trick in one of our friendlies. He's already looking like he's got an eye for goal, which he's is going to be good. He's, he's going to be he's going to be our fox in the box. Yeah. yeah, I mean we need that. I mean think of that Callum, Ollie, and Jake up front. It's not it's not a bad big setup to have facing. It's quite these. scary, isn't it? It is. I mean you look at I mean from what talking to Callum, I think you know they're all going to play sort of him and him and uh, Jake up front with Ollie playing just behind. That's not really what I'd want to be facing as a defender. No, yeah. and they're gonna they're gonna they're, they're gonna be making runs in different directions and yeah. all sorts. Defenders won't know no. whether they're coming or going. No, exactly. And you've got to look at Dan Bowery as well, signing, as Hinch just said in the interview, you know, 
that's from Kings Lynn. That's making a statement signing. And we saw the tweet that released from Kings Lynn. It seemed to be quite disappointed he hadn't signed for them. But I got the sort of chat, don't you think? Mm. You know, that's making a statement. Get attracting these players. And finally, we can't forget the man with the hair, Lewis White. I mean, I can't wait for the day the away boys all decide to put wigs on behind the goal for a match. Because it's going to happen this season. You know it will. They will be wearing wigs. But I fight, I fear they might look too much like the calm down, calm down lot from uh, Harry Enfield in back in the day <laughs> with the wigs. But um, he's going to be, he's going to be amazing. Even seeing the pace. I mean, when we played Carl Shorten last last season, he was brilliant and he yeah, was a standout every player. Time we've played them. He's, he's, he's yeah. torn us to shreds. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I've, yeah, I've seen him a few times. Yeah, I've it's seen like, him a few times now, and he's he's a good player. And he's um as, you, as you'll hear in a minute when we play the interview, he's got he's got his own. Uh, Chant, he was trying to remember it. He's here, he's there, he's got big hair, Lewis White, Lewis White. So the away boys need to get that sorted. But without further ado, guys, should we chat to Lewis White? This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Welcome to Woodside, mate. Um, how are you? How have you found it so far being here? Yeah, I'm all good, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've enjoyed every second I've been here so far. Um I've enjoyed like the new club experience and all the the supporters and the fans that have like, welcomed me as well. Yeah, I think you were the worst kept secret because we noticed you followed Worthing FC on Twitter before you'd even been signed for the club. So that gave us a little, t- get a little temptation, <laughs> but it was quite exciting to see because um, I was at the game, uh, obviously the Carl Shorten games you came from last season. You did run rings around us and we did say, I remember we said to Gary, go if he played for us, that would be the guy that sort of cemented us into the National League South. So what made you choose Worthing? Because I heard rumours that there was some interest last season, am I right? But it never yeah. sort of paid off or yeah, never came yeah. off. Um, I think I'd been in contact with Hinch maybe a season and a half now. Yeah. Um, I think it came about the first season I was at Colshot and I was on loan. Um, it was my first season just in non-league. So I didn't really know much about the clubs and, and what teams were good, what teams were bad and how different teams were set up. And I think we played, I was at Colshot and I think we played Worthing at Colshot's place. I think Worthing were top of the league. I think we, so the one lo- we, I think, I think we lost last minute last penalty, minute, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember I played well that day. Um, I think from then, that's when Hinch sort of said he was like, always interested in me. And he had spoke to me maybe two or three times, I think twice, like a serious chat um, about signing. So I was always in the back of my mind that like, if I move on from Koshar and that this would be the club that I'd probably go to. Mm-hmm. So when you... Um came to Woodside for the first time maybe with Carl Shorten. What did you think of the place? Like when you stepped in, were you quite well, impressed by it? Because Carl Shorten's a nice ground. I quite like Carl Shorten's ground. Uh, to be fair, it was the it was the game you lot celebrated winning the league. So, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that was a really odd result because I really thought that was a really surprise. What was it, 4-0? I think we bought 4-1 or five, something. Something like so that. So five. It was really surprising because, like, especially the reserve figure. But what was the feeling like? Obviously, it must have been quite good to see the amount of fans because we had yeah, won the no, league. That, sort the, of the, atmosphere, like that. the atmosphere was good. Yeah. Like, I'd played at Dulwich previously that would get a similar amount of fans but like the atmosphere sometimes would be a bit like wouldn't really be there be a bit you wouldn't notice that there's that many fans here but obviously there I come here yeah it was rocking and like the people even like after the game I went into the bar and like everyone was all friendly and like proper nice people here yeah I guess that's probably one of the things you say because obviously you had the interest from Hinch before and you it must have been in the back of your mind thinking like no matter what happens this season if if there's interest to go and play a league above and push yourself was was that a real sort of almost like defining point for you that you thought actually if it comes in for me I'm definitely coming here um yeah yeah I'd say um because even when it didn't go through um when Hinch wanted to get me Mid, it was like maybe December or November of last season. He said to me like, like "We'll stay in touch." Um, 
and then at the end of the season came I didn't really hear from him so yeah. I was thinking oh um, should I message him and then he gave me a he gave me a message and was like am I still like, interested in coming down I was like yeah 100% yeah so we had a few conversations yeah. and then got it done quite early. Yeah. Probably. So what was it like, like joining up? Because I guess, you uh, do you know some of the players here already? Was it kind of, or was it all complete um, new experience for you? The only player that I knew of, like, personally was Marv. Yeah. Um, but like, obviously playing against Werven a few times. Yeah. You know, certain faces. So yeah. like, they were familiar and yeah. it's easy to like, come have a conversation yeah. and whatever. Have you found you settled in quite quickly? Do you feel like part yeah, of the squad already? Yeah, the, um, the boys are really nice, like yeah. chilled group. Um, obviously hard working, but it's like a good, good vibe amongst mm-hmm. the group. Like no one's really, everyone's like level headed. Everyone's yeah, yeah. on the same level. So cool. no, I've been impressed since I've seen you play, mate. So I think you get to slot in really nicely within the squad, and it's going to be exciting. I think Gary throughout the season, don't you? Definitely. Yeah. Do you miss Carl Shorten? Um Yeah, it was a, it was a nice place. Um, like the fans, I had a Mad Mountain chant and. Like the fans are very welcoming and like it's nice people. Can you tell us what the chant is? So we were used to it for a season, or do you not sing? <laughs> it was something about me having big hair. Um, I think he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. Something about big hair, Lewis White. Something. So I can't remember the I'm words. Sure of the someone team. will listen to this. Yeah. And they'll be able to <laughs> work it out. Or something or about yeah, having yeah. big hair. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll certainly be loved at this club because I think I've been to a fair few clubs, and we're one of the only clubs that. Don't whine about the players, aren't we? We we, we just like win or lose we're on the coach or in the bar. We just we just embrace the team, really, don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you'll love the atmosphere here. Yeah. I mean, I think you've already got a trademark with your hair. I mean, <laughs> what we, a few of us have said, what's it like playing football with that hair? Like, is it hard sometimes? Um, to be fair, I used to get it like plaited, so yeah. it wouldn't be in my in, in the way as much. Um, but because I'm so used to it now, yeah. the only problem is when it rains. When it rains. <laughs> I, when I, it rains. I wonder what, what is that like proper like slip back and everything when it's yeah like when that. it rains that's why I wear the headband because yeah. obviously I put yeah. conditioner or whatever in my hair it runs down into my eyes so I wear the <laughs> headband and then when it's I think we played Margate last season because prior to that I used to have my hair tied or I never used to have my hair out when I played it started raining and my eyes were just stinging so I had to get the hairband and pull my hair back and then I, and I was like yeah I'm going to have to wear this <laughs> every game now I was going to say so you know what you obviously hear Worthing as a semi-professional footballer um, what do you do in your like other time what do you do for work uh, I work like in a primary school okay. doing sports activities yeah. uh, with kids in, yeah, in my local area Yeah, is that did you, did you just sort of did you want to get into that or was that just sort of a good sort of side thing for like being a footballer as well and you're sort of semi-professional um, yeah because, because of the timing um, it's good for me and to be honest I enjoy working with the kids yeah. like, it's, a, it's a good um, good experience working yeah. with kids so what's your goals this season then we asked Marvin like what, what would what would your sort of what are you looking forward to most obviously I, I take it is this, is this the highest level you've played at I didn't ask your history sorry like, what was your uh, history of in football firstly so I came through Mill Academy yeah um, I played there oh, that's why Hinch likes you then isn't it yeah I played there <laughs> I believe until I was 20. Yeah. I was a pro there for two years. Um, then got released. Played at Dulwich for two years. Two of those years, I went alone at Koshawa. Yeah. And then last season, I was at Koshawa permanently. Yeah. What was that experience like with Dulwich in the National South? Like, what would we expect as Worthing fans and, you know, as the players? What, what experience can you bring and sort of bring to the club? Um, I think that league's a bit more tactically aware. Like the players are tactically aware. The managers set up a bit more for the opposition than maybe last season yeah. the league last season um, probably a bit more physical yeah. um, team probably more having a game plan um, trying to implement a game plan and like 
other than that, I don't think there's much difference. Yeah. From like in terms of the quality, maybe yeah. a few, few good. There'll be a few good sides yeah. that play similar to us, but the rest, I think, they'll have a game plan that will yeah. be like more direct. So we've obviously seen the odds. Do you think we've got a good chance of being in the mix, or if it's like mid table, like pushing? Up? I, I, I presume we'll be safe. I think we'll be safe anyway. Like, do you think we'll be in the top half of the table? Yeah. When I signed, uh, I did an interview before. I said like expect us I'm looking for us to be like in the months like yeah. playoffs um, so it'll be difficult but I think if things go the right way fingers crossed then yeah I think we'll be amongst it I think the, the, the setup here the style of play especially at home I think we can kill teams at yeah. home away will be tough like midweek games yeah. there'll be some tough grounds to go to but we can get a, nick a few points away and then come here and dominate teams I yeah. think we'll be you're out there. Final note, what is your goal for the season? Like your own personal goal? Um, score as many goals as I can. I think I like that, Gary, don't you? Yeah, I, I, think that's a, I think that's a good one, yeah. the fans of it. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you, what you can do this season. Welcome to Woodside, welcome to Worthy. It's great Thank to have you on the Rebel Yard podcast. Um, we look forward to catching up with you throughout the season, Lewis. But, uh, good luck for the season, mate. Thank you very much. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Great to have Lewis White in one of the signings of the summer. We'll hope to get some of the new signings on the podcast within the next few months uh, to chat to them. But we've got to refer to the sort of departures from the club. And, um, you know, sad to say, you know, so it, it was inevitably going to happen. But Dean Cox, Dejon Golding and Will Seager have left the club. We're unsure about Pat Webber at the moment, but we haven't seen him around much pre-season. So I think we could probably say he's left the club as well. But uh, Dejon Golding, we'll see you off, off, off to Chesson. Great move for them, I think. Tresson are a good club. They're blatantly going to score against us. You know it's going to happen. Dejon's going to put pull it out of the bag for that game. Were you surprised at any of those departures, guys? No. No? The, the only one I was surprised at was, and I was disappointed. Well, I, was, I wasn't disappointed when anyone leaves, but the biggest disappointment for me was Will Seager, because I yeah. think he's, he's definitely one who's going to get, you know, he gets his confidence. If he gets his confidence up a bit more... Then I think he could be a, a, a real yeah. player in in uh, that defence. I was uh, going to give, I was going to give exactly the same answer. So I, I think he's, he has got a future. I think, mm. but it's the competition for places, isn't it? And then yeah, with the players we've brought in as well. Yeah, um, and if they're not going to get time, if they're not, if they're going to be sitting on the bench and not get minutes on the pitch, then you know Adams had the conversation, and the fairest thing to do is let let, let them let them move on. Well, there you go. Make that hat-trick, guys, because I, I was really disappointed with Will Seager going because I definitely think he's one for the future. But as Adam said, he was honest. I think that's what he got respect for, Adam. He said to us in pre, at the end of season, he's going to be sitting down, making drives up to see them. And he went and drove and spoke to Will and he spoke to Dejan. I think Will lives, I think he said it was um, somewhere in South London he's from. Um, I seem to remember him saying at the end of last season. And he, he, he said, look, you're very welcome to stay. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate in offering you to stay but you're not going to get that game time at the moment. So would you like to sign on for us again or would you like to go and find somewhere else? And I think, you know what, if they had the opportunity and Chesnut came in for them, maybe Chesnut was sniffing around already. And you think, you know what, Chesnut has said I'll get game time. I'm going to go play in the National South in Chesnut. It's a shame. We wish them well. Yeah, and he's going to be getting, you know, Craig Edwards at Chesnut is, is a good manager. Obviously, he's got them promoted into the same league that we're in now. Um, so, yeah, hope, hopefully he, he might, you know, advance him a little bit yeah he's a very very experienced manager isn't he yeah. he's been around the level a long time knows what he's yeah. doing 
just hope it's not like an Alfie Young situation because obviously we were very surprised when he went. That he seemed to have he was brilliant when he played against us, Alfie, for the two occasions for two different clubs. Because what was it? Was it Corinthian Casuals he played for, or, or was it Kingstonian he played for? And finally, he nearly got sent off at that one of those last final games of the season. And he originally went to uh, Potter's Bar, didn't he? Yeah, he started in Potter's Bar, didn't and he? I th- was it Kingstonian? Yeah. I think he ended up at. Or Corinthians, wherever it was, but I mean, it was, it was, it was, he was another good one, and I think Adam even said there, he's like, you know, he, he, he played so well when he faced us, so you know, you never know, Will might turn it on, we might see Will back at Woodside one day, because I know for a fact after, you know, sending him a little message when he left the club, say he was gutted, but you know, he's got to do what he's got to do, so you know, good luck to them. Your drinking buddy Dean Cox, Pete. Uh, you're gonna have to find a new drinking buddy on the match. No, day. he was there the other night. And yeah. He said, "Don't panic, Pete. Your drinking partner's still here, so we're so, okay." So he'll be. He might be down Woodside Road a lot more. Yeah, just not, just not as regularly. I mean, I, I, to be fair to a guy, he came on the podcast for, and you know, we're, we're open and honest here. We're not, we're not slating him, but I, I don't think Dean Cox ever really lit it up as well as we thought he was. Do you? I, th- I, th- I think, I think that's fair. Obviously, he's lost some pace, and um, you know, obviously. You've got to have you've got to have a pacey pacey wingers only these days, and yeah. I think it's his, his poor little legs have have gone. <laughs> it's difficult, isn't it, when you're a player in that kind of situation because the expectation is based on what they've done previously. You know, back yeah. in those days with you know Orient and Brighton, whoever. But you know, he's not that player anymore, is he? But you think he's that player? No, but he's good. To, he was good to have around the place, so definitely as yeah. part of the squad. Great personality, etc. And you know what? It was nice for him to. It was nice to see him. It was nice to see him go and like you know we saw him um, at the Isbian Charity Shield the other day. He paid to get in, and you know it was nice to see him. He came up to shake my hand, said hello, how I was doing, and he was in the bar after. And I know he was there to support Mo and for his development coaching, but you know it was great to see. And hopefully we'll see him around. You know he's a he's a top man. He was very friendly. He was always up for a chat in a bar and. You know, when Spencer got COVID, he took over his uh, Pete's drinking buddy on this Saturday night run. So I think Spencer was grateful for that. So he didn't have to go and inflict COVID on Pete for that season. Give, 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 give my liver a rest. Yeah, give his liver a rest. I think that's the best thing about you getting COVID, wasn't it? Your liver probably healed. Probably given you a few more years. <laughs> and um, before we move on, guys, it has to be said again, we, we had him on the very last podcast of the season. But our number one, Jasper Pattenden, how proud are you to see him? playing for Wickham and you know he's all over their social media the fans are loving him yeah hopefully he just started that's the start of his professional career and he's going to do brilliant yeah, yeah. He's, he's already coming across as, as as being so professional as he always has done <laughs> with us you know with with you know the interviews he's given and you know the little sort of videos and things you know just just comes across as such a professional and he's you know what a month into actually being a professional, so yeah, yeah no, best, best, best of luck to him. All luck in the world. Yeah, he's 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 doing really really well, but obviously I'd still love to see him play for Worthing. Mm. Of course, <laughs> but I, I loved it when he came down the other day, and you know he's still he's so he comes bounding over at the uh, World Sign doing the memberships for Sports Association, and he gave me a massive hug. He had his Wickham shirt on him, and it was just so nice to see. And you know, you feel so proud. I mean, as we know, I think that did was he join? Did he join? I, I didn't actually try and get him to join. Stupid me. Should have yeah, gotten to join, should I? He's on all his professional money now. He could that would be like a drop in the ocean for him. <laughs> uh, it was just so nice to see, and you know, it was it, it, fair play to the guy. Look forward to catch up with him later in the season, how it's he going, because he's promised us an interview. He could have worn his badge to training. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? I can imagine uh, Gareth Ainsworth going, "What the f is that on your shirt? You take it off." Please, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, that badge is going down really well. I know we might have to reorder, mate. We'll talk about that at the end, but we Everyone might have to reorder another lot. Um, Sorry. 
Uh, don't don't say that in front of Spencer because uh, he, he he already inflates my ego about the badge anyway. So you know, I don't want to give me any more. Whose idea was it? Whose idea was it? Well, I'll give you I'll give you credit for it. <laughs> but, um, you know, there we go. Anyway, uh, old onto an old favourite. Marvin Armstrong joined us for uh, an interview just to say we've never actually had him on the podcast, and it was really good to catch up with fan favourite Marvin Armstrong. I mean, Pete, maybe I dropped in it about you know wearing a certain t-shirt or two and oh, that but you. anyway <laughs> it's marvin armstrong this is the rebel yell podcast everyone knows who you are so there's no point in introducing you um how's the summer been for you mate um it's good um after the last game i was able to get away and then quickly get back to get ready for pre-season pre-season has been really good and just you know really excited to get going for yeah. the new league new season so what was last season like? We finally got to roll of champions. How long have we been at the club now? It's about three years? Since 2019. Yeah, so you've been through the whole yeah. COVID rigmarole, everything yeah. like that. So what was that feeling to you like when you finally got your hands on that trophy and think, we've actually done it? Yeah, it felt um, like, um, yeah, like finally we've got there. Um, we did feel pressure throughout the season, even when we were like 10 points ahead, 11 points ahead that like, mm. oh, because of the standards we set, we have to win this. Even when we were 11 points clear, like, we never got complacent. Hinch never allowed us to get complacent. Mm. He 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 was always on our case to get the results, and yeah, and it worked. Yeah. So it felt really good to finally get the. And then, I mean, we we look at it, and Hinch has said himself, until Jasper called that goal in at Bowers and Pitsy away, none of you guys sort of were complacent. You thought no. it's not going to happen until we actually. No. So like, so what was that? What was that feeling like when you saw that? I mean, Jasper had to score one of the most show-off goals. Yeah, he scored that scene, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, but what a way to wipe it what, up for us. What a way to. Um, End your time at a club. Yeah. Last last goal for yeah. the club. Um, yeah, like it was really good. Even that game was hard. They were low block. Um, we had to be patient. It was like the seventieth minute. We've yeah. scored, but then after that, it's like a huge relief. Yeah, you know I mean, we've got the result and like. Yeah, it felt like party time after. Yeah, that. You know it was. What I mean? It was a great. I think we've all said, haven't we, Gary? Like the um, those those celebrations after. Yeah. <laughs> just crazy. And I don't. I don't think any team at this level could have matched that. Nah. Be coming back here, all the fans being there, like around 60, 70, 80 fans, people's families, everything like the atmosphere was brilliant. It was crazy, wasn't it? It was it's just one of those moments we can always remember, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, um, Marvin, um, signed on again for the 22 23 season. Mm-hmm. Was there any shadow of doubt you're coming back? No, um, I'll, I've, I'm, I'm happy here, yeah. I've been happy ever since I come here. Um, as long as Hinch wants me here, I'll be here and I'll be yeah. just grafting and yeah. Putting in the work. You're looking forward to the challenge, though. Like, what what's the sort of challenge for you? Is this the highest sort of level you played? Yeah, this this the highest I've played. Yeah. Um, previously, the highest I played was when I first come to Irving. Yeah. So now I step up. So obviously, something you look forward to. But yeah, like it's an exciting challenge. Yeah. And something that as a young um, aspiring player that I've got a kind of relish in just you yeah. know get into it and. I mean, what, what better team to do it with, do you know yeah, what I mean, than nice. a team I've been with for a while. There's no better. I mean, we've just seen tonight where you, we've waiting for you guys. Like, they just see already with some new players and additions to the squad, which is obviously going to happen, mm-hmm. the, the sort of the morale already just seems like it was yeah. last season. You see, you're all bonding, you're all, you're all like, and it must be quite hard when you, you know you've had a team for the last, what, three years, you've all stayed together. Mm-hmm. So it must be weird to adapt and see new faces, but it's just so nice to see you all sort of yeah. gelling again. I think the team's, the squad's really nice. I think... There's an ethos, like a core of like where we all work hard. We're all um, young, hardworking players. So yeah. even when a new player comes in, I think they quickly get the message. Yeah. They can adapt to that. And yeah, I think the ethos is really good. Hinch, you know, make sure like we keep our standard extremely yeah. high, keeps yeah. us on our toes. So that allows. I think that makes us better. No, it does. So, so Marvin, but like we've known you at the club for a few years, but not not all of us know about your history. So why don't you tell us like your story into football? Like where did you start your journey? Um, 
Sunday League at a local club yeah. in my area. Where are you from originally? Um, Bromley. Bromley. Bromley, yeah. Okay. So Sunday League at a local club in Bromley. Um, then moved on to like uh, another, so just bouncing from Sunday yeah. League club to Sunday League club. Um, had some trials when I was like 14, didn't, didn't make the cut. Yeah. Um, yeah, then went on to like do like a college program yeah. when I got to um, 16. And then my first season of men's football was after that college program. I've gone to Croydon FC. After Croydon FC, I've gone to Whiteleaf. Then after Whiteleaf, I've come to an open trial here right before pre-season. And yeah, um, then Hinch has given me a trial for the season with the main team. And then, yeah, he gave me like around three games. You know, I don't think he was too keen on signing me initially. But, you know, in the end, I've luckily got there. You know, he's put some faith in me. Obviously, he's a manager and I've come from the league below. He's in the league above trying to win the league. I'm coming from the league below. He's probably thinking, you yeah. know what, I can get someone that's already been at this level or higher. But he's, you know, he's taken the, he's, he's had faith in me, get me yeah. giving me a chance. And I've just, you know, ever since I've come, just wanted to just work as hard as possible to prove him right for signing me on. So is that like what pushes you? Like, you know, you want to prove yourself at this level and see as far as you can get in the game. And you feel like the chance Hinch has given you is the way you're going to push yourselves on in the game. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, like, you can't plan how you're, obviously, you aspire to keep progressing, but you yeah. can't plan how you're going to do it. So. Yeah. When I've come here, you know, I've really like appreciated the environment and seeing how much I'll be able to get out of it. So, yeah, yeah as soon as I've come, it's like, yeah, let me just get to work. This yeah. is definitely the right environment for me to be in to progress. Yeah. You've seen a track record. So, yeah, just keep listening to what the coaches are saying. Yeah. They're doing something right. So, we are a fan favourite and it's one of my favourite charts. What was it like the first time you heard your song sung in the stands by the away boys? It's crazy because when I first come here, like, um, before I was even signed, like they're making certain chants and stuff. And coming from like Whiteleaf, Whiteleaf, you get like 40, 50 fans on yeah. average. Croydon FC, you get like 10 fans on average. One of them is like my dad. So coming here and like. <laughs> do you mean he doesn't sing a chant for you or do you tend to shut up? I think, if he, did, I think yeah. he doesn't want to be the only one singing. No, yeah. But, um, so yeah, coming here and just seeing like how um, active the fans are, how into the club they are, like it's yeah. crazy. Like I'm not seeing anything like it no. anywhere else. Um, so yeah, like I was saying. The chanting during pre-season is all new to me. I was still like on trial thinking, I'm thinking oh, hopefully this, you know, better's my chances. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, it's been really good. I feel I feel like the fans really helped in playing a part in me getting signed because yeah. they started the hashtag sign Marvin Armstrong and yeah. stuff and it all works out it for a reason. It must push you on a bit, mustn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, of course. You yeah, because you, know you don't want to let them yeah. down as well. They put a lot of faith yeah. in you. Do you know what I'm saying? Probably seen 95% of your game since you've been here. Yeah, yeah. And over the last... Yeah, you've really improved. Thank you very much. Um, and even 100%. even seeing you in the friendlies this year in the like five, four or five friendlies, like the other night, you've really improved. Thank you very and much. I thought, wow, because like you must really work hard on your game. Yeah. Um. So I know that because the training here is really good. It's like I know that as long as I apply myself really well, I'm always going to get something out of this. Also, the standard of players here, players here is very good. So just being around that standard, seeing players that, you know, they're better at you at certain things. It's like, okay, I can make a bit of that from his game. I can learn that from him. Yeah, Hinch always, you know, takes players to the side, gives them a little individual advice. I think the analysis he gives us helps us as well because we get to see the game from another perspective. And I think everything just added together here, you always improve as a player if you apply yourself. Yeah, because the, the last time you played, you looked really comfortable, uh, you know. Thank you there very was, much. There was people on you quite a lot and you sort of just turn them around and, thank you. and pass the ball thank you. Pass the ball off and then ran off and got the ball from somewhere else. Yeah, thank you. So, and I thought, wow, he's like, from when you first started a couple of years ago where you were probably less confident, now you're yeah. really confident. Yeah. And you really like, look the part, you look yeah. really good. 
I think, yeah, confidence. Confidence just comes from having, like, believing in what you can do. And obviously, if you keep training right and, you know, it all, it all falls in the right place and you just believe in what you can do. And, yeah, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, definitely, like, coming and I felt myself improve. I felt a bit sharper in games and thinking quicker and just learning little trips, um, tips from Hinch. Like, okay, this turn this way, you know, scan. Just all the little things. I think it all adds up just to make you a better player. And you can't um, ignore the little things because that's what you, you have. Loads of fans up here. One of my um, one of one of the lads I bring up, bring to the games, disabled. Yeah, and he loves you. He, he when he he sits there and he always says to me, "Where's Marvin? Why is Marvin <laughs> playing today?" <laughs> and I say, oh, you, "I think he was injured." Yeah, at some yeah. Point last season, but yeah. Oh, when's Marvin coming back? When's Marvin coming back? No, no the support. Um, so, I pre- fan favorite. I yeah. appreciate all the support because you know it helps us as players. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It, that that will add to the confidence that you're saying you might see in my game. So yeah, we, we I think as a as a club we all appreciate the support, like everything. Marvin, just on a side note, so obviously you're you're synonymous here with especially one of the Rebel Yell commentators of wearing a certain garment that you have yeah. a brand you do. So tell us how the grafter thing came about. Like what, what um, when did it start? Was it like I something you've done for a long time? In two thousand sixteen of yeah. a close friend. We've just finished college, you know, like just trying to figure out how we're gonna maneuver through life, yeah. you know, struggling to get jobs and stuff and I think we always liked clothes a bit, so we just had an idea. Um, we, we, we consider ourselves to be grafters, so I thought, you know what, let's make something that represents who we are, and it's just grown since then. Yeah, it's a very successful brand. Like, I mean, you, you see it, I've seen it on quite a few professional footballers as well. Haven't yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it must be quite pleasing for you to see that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when thing. you see, like, you know, like your Phil Foldens yeah. and stuff wearing, you'll feel really good about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hinch, Hinch supports it a lot, wears it a lot. Well, I noticed in, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, the local, um, it's a local sort of monthly magazine called The Worthy mm-hmm. Journal. And it actually had a picture of um, Dreams, the Dreams uh, hoodie that Hinch always wears. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it had a picture saying Adam Hinch was words on it. So I think yeah. it was, that was quite a good bit of marketing. Yeah, Hinch, Hinch yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I he's, appreciate He's that. definitely your number one fan, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, the amount like, of photos he gets. Out of everyone <laughs> I probably know personally, he probably wears it. Him and like yeah. my dad wear it the most yeah. out of all my clothes. Not even friends. Stu. I think Stu's got Stu, yeah. Stu, yeah. Stu loves it, doesn't he? You've seen him on that. But Marvin, just before we wrap up, okay. um, thanks for taking your time tonight to no speak worries. to us. Um, what are you looking forward to most in this new season? Um, it's interesting because Hinch hasn't um, set an expectation on us. Okay, we're aiming for this, we're aiming for that. I think his the way he does things is just look set higher standards and the results will come in the end. So just to see what we can actually do because I think there's other, there's like outside opinions. I think we've been dubbed to be one of the favourites yeah the bookies like have put us as third at the moment yeah, which is yeah, yeah. crazy I mean, yeah 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 for testament a team, to all you guys and yeah. Hinch and the squad for a team um, just coming up that is like a cr- crazy to think that someone would think of that and you can only take that as a compliment but just excited to see how we do because I've never played that level I don't know what to expect yeah. I just hear you know it's all a bit better harder quicker sharper players a bit more physical bit more physically demanding but I'm just excited for the challenge like, I've never played that high I want to see how I fare yeah. and how like um, being here has prepared me for that yeah. step. Do you know what nah. I mean? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see from a fan's point of view. Um, Marvin, we look forward to seeing your name on the terraces again Thank throughout you. the season. Thank and you. we look for uh, hopefully. I look forward to seeing season. you guys there. Yeah, we're doing, mate. Yeah, we're going kind to of, kind of be there to support you all along the way. And that's uh, up the worthy. So thank you very Thank much, you mate. much for your time. Thank you. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. See, Pete, you, you say trust me, but you don't help yourself where you wear it to that double header. And I've got a picture of you. If you haven't seen it, just ask Pete or me to show one of the away boys. It is in the away boys chat. Pete wearing his grafter t-shirt, leaning up against the barrier in the shed end. And it was just too good a moment to like, not like mug him off for it because he literally looked like he was posing for the next grafter 22, 23 catalog Spence, weren't it? 
Yeah, street style. Street style. I mean, I mean, Marvin, as I said, Marvin, when he started Grafter, when he came out of college and started Grafter, I'm sure he always imagined a 60-year-old man wearing his T-shirt. Less of that. <laughs> anyway, of before that. before my PC screen finds a way of punching me in the face via Pete, I think we should uh, we should move on. We're gonna we're gonna talk to Barry Hunter and gonna just talk to him about the improvements around the ground. But we've we've seen the fan zone about to start, guys. It's quite exciting for us. I mean, that fan zone is going to be brilliant. I think when when it's open, I think we could be able to test it for the first time when we're recording this week on a Tuesday. It's going to be good to see. Yeah, looking forward to it around fan area. Yeah, fan area. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, it'll be good to see. And before, uh, should we wind up Dave Cockeracho if he ever listens to this? Because he told us loads of information that he said. Remember, he was saying, "Don't ever leak this on Rebel Yell." Should we start or should we leave it? So, so we ever catch him. I think we should leave it, shouldn't we? Spend yeah, it? I think we should leave it. If yeah, should we send it? <laughs> no, he was whining about it. He goes, he goes, James, you better not be recording any of this. I can imagine next thing I know, I've got like all the board messaging me going, why have you said this, that, and the other? I said, depends how nice you are to me, Dave. But we've got to be nice to him because he did promise us a Rebel Yell border. You know, we've got, we've got to be good for that, haven't we, Pete? We'll be, I always behave anyway. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, over to Barry Hunter. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Barry, we're sat in the boardroom looking out on that magnificent new fan zone that is open today for the Wiccan game. You must be really happy. Very happy, James. It's um, really important. We've got some additional spaces where we could actually generate some more income because obviously we're in a, in a league now where we're going to need to pay out, spend more as a club generally on all things in the club. So, um, no, we're delighted to get this bit over the line. To be fair, we haven't got the grant in, uh, through yet. So the, we took a punt on the grant coming through. Uh, we've bought this ourselves. We have the funds to do that, but we hope hopefully the, uh, the grants will come in and help that and we can spend some money on other things. There's a lot more to do out there, so it's only partially done. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the floor, we need to cover it for the winter, etc. But no, it, it's a cracking uh, facility right behind the stand. I think the fans are going to enjoy it there. Yeah, what does it mean for the club like to have an extra bar area and a matchday experience? Because obviously, you, we, there's no point shying away from it. That was one of the biggest complaints last season from the fans. And I know you guys, we've said it to you before, the, the average weight of drinks and it just takes away from that matchday experience and also takes away from the budget where I think have because people just get fed up and not bother. So... Is this going to improve it, would you say? Oh, for sure. What's the objective of putting that bar in? Bear in mind here, James, that, uh, what, 18 months ago, the club didn't even have ownership or responsibility for the bars and the kitchens. That was with the landlords. We didn't actually have any ownership or responsibility or income from it. So very quickly, we had to, we've had to mobilise and get as many more outlets as we can. And I think we've got to do the job properly as well. So... This unit here that's going to sit in the fan zone is is probably it's going to help us generate a lot more income, which is very important. It will mean that supporters, though, have less time queuing, more options, um, and I think you'll see that with the food as well. We'll maybe talk about the food in a minute, but more options to, to be served more quickly, less queues. People won't leave the queues, and it will help the club generate more income. I think all round it's a bit of a win-win be so you say it's it's not quite finished yet. I mean, I know you touched on it. Going to cover it. What are the final plans for? It? Are we going to have somewhere to watch the World Cup? Maybe in Christmas time, outside. Well, I was, well, that's the that's the um, in December. Yeah, thanks exactly. To Qatar. I spoke to Let's Paul. say about that. I spoke to Paul today, our general manager here, and uh, I'm not sure how practical it's going to be to watch the World Cup outside in an outside facility, even if we've got cover. 
it's going to be flipping cold. So maybe we need to do that indoors in the uh, in the main bar. But um, I think for that bar to make sense, the one we've put into the fan zone, let's call it the fan zone bar, it, ne it needs cover so we can use it. People are dry and uh, can enjoy a, a decent experience. But as far as the World Cup's concerned, I think we've still got to draw plans up there because mm. I think that's got to be fairly foolproof to, to cope with potential snow, etc. Are you going to have some screens in that area? Is that the plan as well then, to have some TV screens? So maybe put some Sky Sports on or things like that? I think, weather, I think we've got to do that provided the weather allows for it. And if we do put it under cover, that'll probably give us more flexibility. So a lot's going to depend on the grant we can bring in. It would be a lovely thing to do in there, for sure. It would. You mentioned food. Obviously, that was another gripe from a lot of fans last season. Not enough places to get food sure. and stuff. We see out tonight, there's a couple of pop-up stalls. Mm. Is that you trialling? Is going to be a regular thing for the club, hopefully? Or you wanted to touch on food anyway. So what, what's the plans for going forward? Am I getting my seaside burger? You are. <laughs> what's a seaside burger? Oh, this is one I think you should go on. I keep banging on about this to everyone. It's like footy scrans. I think you should get a burger. I think you should be chips. Mushy peas and a fish fillet in a bun, and it'll be on Instagram before you know it. So, okay. <laughs> or something similar. Well, funny you should say that, Jay. Well, let's go. I'll come back to Exclusive. that in a minute. But our objective here was to give people more choice of menu, because I think we were a bit limited. It was also to give our staff a bit more flex, because I think they were under a lot of, under the cost to provide a lot of food, um, which had a lot of prep time in a very short space of time. So, again, cues. So we've, we've rationed down the food offering in the kitchen and the, um, the, the secondary bar out in the far northwest corner. Um, we've gone for pasties, award-winning pasties and, and sausage rolls. So that service experience is a much quicker one for the, for the supporters. But we've supplemented that with what you would expect to see at some of the grounds we're going to go visit this year. And I think even Horsham did it quite well. So we're going a little bit more gourmet, a little bit more street. So I think tonight we've got Dirty Burgers. And we've got some, uh, I think, Mexican in as well. We just wanted to try a few things. I think the supporters are saying to us, look, we'd like more variety. Yeah. It's, it fits with what's uh, on offer. We want to give a slightly better product experience. And if people want to spend a couple of quid, two, three pound on something more simple, we can do that with a sausage roll or whatever. I don't know if you've seen what Hungerford do. The match day ticket, a programme burger and chips or something can a pine for 20 quid is that something you might think about here yeah i don't want to jump on any no. plans but no i think look we're we're looking at all sorts of things to help the fans the supporters and their match day experience so lots of little packages like that we've been to a venue today which we think can really enhance the experience of sponsors lots and lots of things we're looking at i think it's worth reminding ourselves just you know we've been on a hell of a journey as a club haven't mm. we and we we're almost now we're playing. We're always playing catch up a lot because uh, every season, the last two or three, it's uh, it's been more people in, more demands on the operation. We've brought a general manager in for the club to to run it. We've brought a food and beverage manager in to to get on top of just that operation. And I think we're slowly starting to see some some benefits from that. And and they'll look at all those sorts of options, Pete. It, it's what happens when you get a decent manager in who's yeah. successful on the pitch. <laughs> well, it, it's that. Of course, it all goes hand in hand on the pitch and off the pitch. It's an interesting balance with the budget where you, you've got to make sure you, you can only spend what you generate in income. And they go hand in hand. Absolutely, I go hand in hand. You said you were going to touch on a burger. So what is it then? What are you touching on? You were talking about um, a fish burger, weren't you? Yeah, seaside burger. Just just remember, you heard it here first, that, that we've already tried something that might involve mackerel. Okay. 
Um, we're going, <laughs> we, 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 it's going to be like herrings and mackerels. We've just got to remember our heritage. Yeah. Anyway, we're sitting here in the boardroom and right behind us is the Vanarama match day boards that are going to be going out by the weekend. For me, that's it. Like It looks real. It's finally coming true. Right. What are your thoughts about us being in the Vanarama National League South? Yeah, it's, um, it's one where you've got to be a little careful here because part of me wants to say, look, actually the size of this town, the, the quality of this club, it's somewhere we probably would want to be belonging to and maybe could have belonged to in the past and haven't. Um, but at the same time, the journey to get here has been quite monumental, especially the last few seasons. And so, as you say, James, to see that signage in here, I th- thought exactly the same thing tonight when I walked in. It's only arrived today. Yeah. And I thought, wow, we've, this is it. This, we are now in, we're, it's a proper grown up football, this and uh, everything. The bar raises, literally, excuse the pun, but the bar does raise now on and off the pitch. I guess it's before we wrap it up. Some exciting signings over the summer, some departures, some farewells. Are you happy on the sort of playing side? Yeah, we, we obviously entrust that into to uh, Adam and, and with Nathan's support. Mm-hmm. We've given the guys a budget that uh, we think is sufficient for them to do a job with a squad that's competitive out there. We don't quite know how far that squad will go. We're very optimistic. I know Adam and uh, Nathan are optimistic. But we have to go out, try ourselves against bigger squads, bigger budgets, test ourselves to see how we go. No one's asking for immediate promotion from Adam. We just want to iteratively just work out each week, be agile, adjust on and off the pitch, to be honest, and learn. And that, that, that's what we're going into this. But look, there is no ceiling for us as a club. So whenever it happens, we do see further progression. And that's our ambition. Your bookies have put us the third favourites. <laughs> yeah. So that adds a Adds a bit of pressure, really, doesn't it, in sort of a way? Because the bookies don't get you wrong very often. So <laughs> what would you love to see? What well, would be your, what your odds? Well, I, I think it would be lovely to be competing in the top half of the league. But again, I have to reiterate, no one has put any pressure on Adam to do anything other than stay in the league and compete with the squad. And it would be great to be in the top half and compete at that level. I think that will keep the crowds coming. Uh, we win more games than we lose, etc. And that's the key thing, because then we can reinvest that in back into more bars for the supporters. We can invest that back into our, our team, for the squad. It all helps regenerate. We've got things we need to do around the ground for our terracing and things that we'd like to do. So, you know, being in the top half, I think, will help us keep that income coming, which means we can reinvest back into the club for everyone's benefit. On that note, sort of around the ground, do you think we'll see any more improvements to the ground throughout the course of the season? Or is it kind of once the bar area here is complete, that's it for this season? Um, there are a few things that you probably won't notice, James, that we have to do that, mm-hmm. you know, there are some things that have already happened. You probably mm-hmm. won't even notice. And we had to put uh, an extra t- uh, turnstile in yeah, no, already. No. We've had to put an extra seat in the dugouts, things yeah. like that. We've, there's lots of yellow round the, the, the um, terracing. Just, it's just things that this league require you to do. Um, there are some other things we're doing as well around capacity. We've got to start thinking about not just this season, but the next two or three seasons. And, what the demands are on the club. Because even if we need a capacity now of 3,000 or by the end of uh, March next year, we also have to demonstrate a plan that gets us to four by that time as well, even if we don't have to do the work. So there's going to be quite a lot of work going on. But it's all positive stuff. Yeah. You know, no, nothing frightening us. No, all. we're looking forward to seeing yeah. anything improves the ground. But finally, I think, what's the thing you're looking forward to the most this season? <sighs> I, th- I, I think I'm looking forward to going and comparing and competing with teams of a higher league with bigger budgets. I'm looking forward to that part of the on-the-pitch experience. I think going to grounds, bigger grounds, different grounds, and then experiencing National League football, mm. uh, albeit in the South. Mm. 
and also hosting teams coming to us, which I think will be um, a great experience. Off the pitch, I'm really looking forward to the club growing its uh, revenue sources, income streams, so that we can continue to invest in the, in, in the club. And I think more we can get supporters into the ground, the bigger the average gate is going to be, mm-hmm. uh, the better for everybody. Yeah, Barry, thank you. We look forward to speaking, catch up throughout the season. Thank you, James. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Always great to speak to Barry Hunter about plans for club, and we, we probably try and get a little bit more out of him. And maybe sometimes he says a little bit more um, than what what we should get out of him. But it's always good for him to sit down and be perfectly honest. And he's he's a good chairman for the club guys, and you know he's done a lot. And I'm I'm seeing like with him at the helm, I think we could see a very bright future for the club and plans, don't you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Like I say, he's always honest and open. You love it after we've um, recorded him because there's always a message that says, could you uh, just take this little bit out? Yeah, so I'm sure by the time, yeah. <laughs> so this is, a, this, is a, this is a life of a podcast creator. This is all, we try and record in the present time, but a lot of it's done in the past time. So by the time this goes out, just before the first game of the season, I'm and I'm speaking to Barry with Pete or Spence, whatever, at the uh, Wickham game, I'm sure <laughs> I'm going to have a text saying, James, could you just edit that out? Like, Thanks, Barry, because I haven't got enough to do anyway when I've got edit Pete and Spencer do you know what I mean bloody hell uh, what edit us out and it just becomes the, the James podcast well, no, that, <laughs> no, no, but, that, that, but, that would lose our listeners mate if it was just the James but, podcast no, but but you know to be fair to Barry you know he's, he's he is so open he's always so good with his time so yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just excited that. to see what this club, you know, as I said, I won't drop Dave Cockeratch or any, and I haven't recorded him, but some of the things he was saying to us uh, during one of the preseason games and plans for the club are so exciting. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the future. And like, hopefully if we stay up in the National League and do well, we should see some really good improvements over the next couple of years. So exciting times, guys. But that kind of wraps up the first episode of the season. Final thoughts. What what are you guys looking forward to most? I mean, I cannot wait to see us go out with the National League logos around the pitch on the first game of the season against Dover. Hopefully a win. Um, tough opposition, but thank God we're not going down to Dover. What are you looking forward to, guys, the most? Three oh. points every week. <laughs> yeah, it's coming home. Three points or points? <laughs> well, it's going to be oh, three Sell. points. Spencer has three points a game. I'm, I'm sure that's what he tells Jeannie he has, but you know it's not true. <laughs> she might be listening. Yeah. <laughs> Dina um, Spencer has only three pints and they're all oh they're all shandies. Don't worry. Yeah, I I I'm I'm just I'm looking forward to the whole thing. But obviously, you know, Bath's going to be good because Bath's a lovely place to visit as well. So that's an amazing good. ground. I've not been there. I've only seen the pictures. Oh, I've, I've amazing. Not, I've, I must admit, I don't think I've I've seen Bath's ground. I must have a look. Um, but yeah, that would be good. Way before on a Tuesday night. Yeah, looking forward to that one like a hole in the head. It's going to be a late one, isn't it? <laughs> I think you'll be going on your own. I think you'll have the record, most record Rebel Yell listeners that day, mate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's, there's just so much to look, look forward to. Like I say, sat, next is Saturday, Dover. Um, it's 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 going to be a great, great start to the season at home. I've really chuffed it at home. And, you know, we feel sorry for Dover as well a bit because they got done done over by the FA with that, with that fine. Yeah. Um, and the points deduction. So, so sort of they've been preparing for this for a couple of seasons, really. A couple of seasons they've been preparing for this because they knew probably, they were probably going to get relegated because of yeah. the financial trouble that they had. Spence, I've just been Googling their, their Trenton Park. It does look that amazing. It's got a really nice stand. What, an old, it's fa- not, it's you mean an old the, fashioned stand? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's nice that you were listening to me. Thanks, no, well, right. <laughs> right. I just I just <laughs> talk to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's usual in it, Pete, because normally when I'm standing next to you on commentary, I'm normally distracted by something, whether it's me getting Aggie a fan or a player or someone else. 
Are you, are you looking forward to that this season? Me, uh, me getting aggy at people like just like like we did it. Was it Hornchurch or Jack Pierce? Actually, Ange will be listening to this podcast. Ange asked me the other night, asked me to do the Jack Pierce impression for her and Mike. So I went. So at least I'm not going to do that because my throat was horrible after that. Serves yourself right, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, you know, I- I'm looking forward to seeing some of the new grounds. You know, it's it's like a new adventure. You know, some hopefully we get some weekends away with the away boys. I mean, so having yeah, you know, how good would it be that we're all in a Premier Inn or a travel lodge and we all go after the game and then uh, have have a right session after the game? I reckon it's going to be quality. I mean, Pete, if if any session was like it, Pete's birthday was one because for those that went to Pete's birthday, we we, we started in his favourite pub, the Burlington. It was kind of I was hoping on getting the last bus back to Ferring, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's the bus has gone. We're in bar ten, and then next thing I know, I mean, what's that club called above the? Uh, yeah, we're we're in the jungle in the ball pit. Jungle, that was it. Jungle nightclub in the ball pit. The best nights happen <laughs> like that. I'm planned. Jungle is massive. It's not very massive if you've ever been, but I did feel very overdressed and a little bit old there, but we digress. Um, what do you think I felt? That's why you went home very quickly. Yes, Spencer, it looks very classic. Spencer's this is really good podcasting. We're showing pictures. As, yeah, as and now he's showing the time on his clock. Yeah, I know we're finishing up now, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> anyway, um, we have to mention, though, um, our sponsors for the season. Uh, yes. We've been renewed by MK Window Cleaning, who's currently offering 50% off their first clean um, if you do sign up for you and quote the quote rebel yell and mark will give you a discount um, mark cleans my windows guys and you can't get a better window cleaner in the worthing area I promise you but contact him on 07966886003 quote rebel yell and he'll come and clean your windows so clean you can eat your dinner off them i mean that's a sales point in it sales pitch is it? Eat, not, eat no. your dinner off windows. I don't know what you can eat off a window. No. Well, you could slap a pizza on it and you could stick your tongue under there. It's got it's got it's got it's got window licking good. Now now boys, don't get us taken off the air. <laughs> Reminds me of the time. Do you ever remember that story? Lego released a figure and they called it window licker and it got to get pulled off the shelf. <laughs> Google it, peeps. Um, sorry, Mark. We're, we're completely, we're completely ruining your sponsor shower. But thank you to MK Window Cleaning for renewing um, again for the third season, Ryan. We we can't, we can't thank you enough. And uh, unfortunately, Nature's Health Box uh, have not renewed, or well, I assume they haven't renewed. But we thank them for the two previous years, but I don't know what's happened there. Got no response, so we had to look for a new sponsor in time for the season. And the last person that sponsored the dongle for the last three months of the season price jones electrical has become a full media partner so he's sponsoring the the podcast and the commentary and he's uh, he's sponsored us so thank you so much pricey and price jones electrical um obviously if you need electrical needs please go and see him he's always around the match day he'll be in the bar after the game because that's, that's a given isn't it pete um so if you do need anything go and speak to him there or visit his website yeah, and he hates domestic work if you're first commercial. <laughs> so if you've got a shop point fitted out, maybe we, we we get so big this season, we can build our own studio, Rebel Yell Studio, like a proper radio studio. We can get him to fit it out for us. Dreams can come true. Not going to happen, though, is it? It's being a home okay. for the foreseeable future. I don't think we need a studio, do we? Well, can you imagine that? Like, taking up space, the Rebel Yell Studio. My, my dreams are going wild. And we've got, um, obviously, we're going to try and bring you some videos over the season with the YouTube channel. We'll put some of the free 360 videos up from the celebration. Um, we'll, we'll have a little look and see, put different content up for maybe the club 
from the side from the club. But guys, it's just going to be a great season. I look forward to doing more of these with you. Uh, the commentary I'm looking forward to, Pete. Um, I'm sure if you'll have me again. Um, Gary, giving a hand and hopefully Gina will give a hand towards the uh, women's team and some of the interviews. We look forward to speaking to more players, but it's just going to be a great season. So many exciting up up and down times I think ahead an emotional roller coaster of the National League South gents yeah absolutely up the Rebels up the Rebels guys last thing Worthing FC Supporters Association is how who bring you the Rebel Yard podcast in association with our sponsors membership is now open for the 22-23 season uh, Spencer what do you get what's the thing you get the with the eight I've, I've, I've heard I've heard this little whisper on the grapevine that you you might get a badge oh really who designed that badge <laughs> Um, I don't know some some amateur. Oh, what amateur? Isn't he like really handsome chap that wears glasses? You often see standing around Pete Vale. What me? Mm. Uh, what me? He's got he's got he's <laughs> he's got more brown balding hair. You know what I mean? Oh, it's me. Oh, did, 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 how did you forget, Spencer? But no, in, in all seriousness, you get the membership badges here is a pin badge. Um, you also get opportunities. There's going to be some promotions throughout the club shop throughout the season. It's going to be uh, club nights down the Woodside Bar. They've kindly let agreed to host three or four club nights where we'll maybe have comedians, karaoke's, meet the players, a question and answer session, which will be great. Chance to present the player of the month, which is new this year. So every month, someone will get drawn out the hat, present a player of the month. They've got cash prizes for the adults. It is £8 for an adult, £5 for a child. We'll be at the gates throughout August to sign you up and we've launched our worthingfcsa.co.uk website so for any information there you can contact us on there if you'd like to join apart from that guys I look forward to seeing you down at the games very soon anything from us anything to say any final thoughts Pete you normally have something witty or something to say no no just yeah let's let's look forward to Saturday let's get behind the team and let's get behind the get on jump on the bandwagon and get getting down the ground on a Sunday as well and uh, support the ladies and Spencer? Yes, make sure we make some noise on Saturday. And finally, after the day it came home, we can wrap up this Rebel Yell episode one of the 22-23 season of Vanarama National South. We look forward to seeing you down the game. As usual, tweet us at Rebel Yell, WFCSA, on social media, on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Look out for our match day post with Pete. Commentary starts Saturday. And up the Rebels, I think, boys. Up the Rebels. Up the Rebels. Up the Mackies. <laughs> there we go. Good night.